Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. You already know who it is. It's the kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished Guy, Young World. What's up? It's your boy D Flo. And uh <laughs> You already know when we start with the hand claps, it's about to be a wild ass episode. Um, does anybody have an on man moment? My fucking on man this weekend was absolutely ridiculous. So uh, I'm gonna get into that in a second. But anybody else got an on man? Yeah, uh, I started. For those who know, and for those who don't, started a started a new job today. Uh, actually, actually, my dream dream job. Actually, I've been wanting to fucking work for this industry since 2014. Um. The all man moment is in the first day. You know, normally when you start a job, I feel like normally because for me, I've never really seen no wild shit on the first day of work that I felt like, ah, this is too intense, can't really handle it. Today, however, I definitely saw the dark side of my dream, dream job. I I saw the the dark side probably within the first three hours. I was like... Nigga, watch the Transformers movie? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, all I'm going to say is the mystic and the veil of what a lot of us do when we go on vacation. I don't know my morals and the way that we do stuff for y'all to have that type of fun when you go away. That shit definitely, I was like, oh, this is what we do? I heard the word lie about 10 times today. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. This, this fucking went my morals. <laughs> I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could really do this and still be like, yeah, money's cool. You know what I mean? Don't really care. Uh, so many times I had to uh, look the other way when, you know, coworkers and staff is giving me hand gestures like don't do it or don't say it or leave, leave it alone. Let somebody else deal with it. I'm like, okay. So that's my all man. I I did the shit turn the shit turned into a nightmare quick fast. I was like, uh, you know, I think it's important too, ladies and gentlemen, that when you actually say you wanna be doing something that you really love that you enjoy because you enjoy you enjoy the services that you're provided with when you partake in this particular thing however when you're the one on the other side of it giving the services to people to enjoy it 
or so they think your moral the way you think will be fucking tested mine definitely was tested today i didn't i didn't get a break until almost an hour and a half before it was time to leave that was the introduction to my first day so we'll see what happens tomorrow <laughs> cuz this shit this shit is crazy there's now shit that I can't even say anymore because I've seen so much stuff today. I'm like, damn, I can't even be talking to where I be talking no more now. This shit is, this shit is wild. Like, honestly, like it's it's bad. It's bad, Flo. Flo got the dad face on like, damn, my son done seen some shit today. Yeah, I seen some shit. There's no going back. (laughs) It's no, I I got a lot of questions now for people who work in my industry now. Like, how do y'all feel when you go to bed at night knowing that you violated? Like, for real. Sounds like you uh, having a little bit of this. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. The sweet dream turned into a beautiful nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Gotta, yeah, you know, just, just make sure you stay in good contact with the therapist, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to stay in good contact with my therapist. And, uh, yeah, can't speak uh, can't speak too much on it because we live in a small world and people do, people, like, I underestimated the power of the podcast because I def- I'm not going to say who I saw on um, on air today, but I definitely saw two um, famous podcasters that we've bumped into several times, XAB. I definitely saw them in the city on my break. And I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be seen. But one of them kept looking at me like, I know this guy. And I kept looking down at the floor like, damn, this floor is like very dirty in the city. But I didn't pick my head back. I didn't want that person to identify, oh, that's the distinguished from Dad has the bow ties. So, yeah, uh, we live in a small world. People know people. And, yeah, people do listen to this podcast. Well, I was going to say, I mean, beyond that, there's been a couple times where we didn't know niggas was listening, and all of a sudden... That's they, a fact. That's oh, that's a fact. Yo, you XAB from Deadass and Bowties, nigga, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that happened not The realization not too long that the reach, is, the reach is further than we think. It's it fur- is. It's definitely, definitely further, further than, we, than think. we think. All right, y'all. Okay. Who? Now, first off, I need to say this. I'm starting to realize that I despise you two niggas. I do not like y'all two niggas. Now, let me explain why. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me explain why I, I despise y'all niggas. <laughs> this nigga Flo got a family, so he can't come out with me no more. And this nigga oh, Distinguished got some type of fucked up schedule that I don't ever know when the nigga's free. I don't know whenever you free. <laughs> so y'all can't, y'all are my, my nigga niggas. And when I like, when I go out, I'd like to go out with my nigga niggas. Now we need to set something up, but I digress. Now let me bring it back to the yeah, original my, my story. bedtime, you feel me? Like, you know. I, I don't want to hear it, nigga. 10 p.m. <laughs> I don't want to. I got a, I got a bad back, sore angle. Listen, me and I'm me and Dante going to have to have a conversation. I'm about to be like, hey, <laughs> you old enough to babysit <laughs> Yo, 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 yo. yo. We both waiting on that day, boy. We both waiting on that day, nigga. Trust me. Yo, yo. So, so over the weekend, 
I had put up a post about a party that I wanted to go to. And a couple of people hit me up and they were like, yo, I'm interested in going. So I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. So originally it was me and a person I will not name, one of my homegirls. And she was like, yo, yo, I, I want to come with you. Sound like I, It sounded like she flaked already. Fuck. Keep so I'm going. like, all right, cool. No problem. She's like, I live in Queens now. I'm like, all right, no problem. Whatever. My other homegirl hits me up the day of and is like, yo, my homegirl's in town. Um, and so, like, we want to go out before her last day, um, before she has to go back. I'm like, okay. So now it's a little bit of a conundrum because I don't know where everybody's energy is, but in both <laughs> in both parties... The energies have seemed to have some form of interest at one time or another. So I didn't want there to be a situation where, you know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? I'm going to be at this spot. We could go there, it's whatever. It's mixy, son. Oh, mixy it already. Was, it was super mixy. So now, XAB, right, thinking ahead, I'm like, yo, I can't have it. Where is this girl and these two girls? Because they're not going to mesh if it's just the two, if it's just those two parties. So I'm like, how do I break up the monotony? Oh, let me hit up one of my homeboys and have my homeboys come with me. Now, this left me with my party homeboys because you two niggas don't go out or I can't find out when to go out with you two niggas. All right? Listen, man, I can't even look at these other shorties right now. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, I'm blind. That's fine because <laughs> all you had to do was be a body. That all you had to do was be a body. That was it. But my party homeboys, I hit them up. One of them is like, "Yo, I'm a hundred percent down. Let's do it." Da 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 da. Cool. We all link up, and it was at that moment when everybody was in the motherfucking car that I realized that these personalities are too big to be in the same vicinity for an entire night of clubbing. And that's what happened. There was fucking fake arguments. There was niggas getting in trouble for doing shit they wasn't supposed to be doing to shorties. <laughs> At one point, the nigga pulled one of the girl's hairs while dancing. And, <laughs> and shorty was like playing it off at first. But then, of course, she was tight after telling her friends like, yo, this nigga pulled my hair while we was dancing. Like, why would he do that? All types of crazy shit. Now, I don't I don't know. I Me and my homeboy spoke about it. I told him. I said, bro, you kind of wild out with that. I don't know what your intent was. You know what I mean? I don't know why you pulling shorty here. You just met her. Like, it's one thing if we we all know the shorty. That's a fact. And, and you just play, playfully pulled her hair. But you, you dancing, and then when he gave his explanation to them, he was like, yo, you know, because dancing is kind of like sex. And I was like, damn, this ain't... <laughs> this, this ain't going in the direction that it needs to go. It's not. Ah, ah, ah. It's not going. In. I'm like, damn, all you had to say, bros, yo, my bad. I got into the moment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that nigga was, told the truth. We he was told the truth. <laughs> he actually wanted to, he, yo, he actually wanted to have sex with her. He wanted to fuck. <laughs> he did. He did. That's why he pulled the hair. He said, if I pull this hair, I don't... I, he said, if I pull the hair, I don't have to pull my dick out. <laughs> All right. That, that sounds sus. All that sounds sus. <laughs> but what I will say is... 
<laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the move. I told him that though. I was like, yo, bro, I don't think that was the move. You know what I mean? I don't think that was I don't think that was the wave. And like I said, it's one thing if you we all kind of hung out before, you know her a little bit. Maybe I was talking in the inbox. Maybe I had a little freaky conversation and during it you was trying to oh, set man. the set the move for what may happen later that night, but you just met this shorty. So, you know what I mean? That wasn't that wasn't it. But uh yeah, there was a there was a lot of different shit going on at the same time. And yeah, it just made me sit back and say, Yeah, I hate these two niggas. Cause they should have trying been to up. figure out they, how they flow and distinguish is getting blamed. Cause y'all should have been there. It should have been y'all. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even get an invite. Y'all. So I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Nigga, cause you work 34-7. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I'm saying, so nigga, yo, what you doing, D? Yeah, I'm doing a, a triple tonight. I don't even know triple. if there's hours to do a triple. What are you talking? I'm doing two jobs at once. I'm on a Zoom for another job while I'm sweeping for another job. Nigga, what is you talking about, bro? Nigga, I got 40 hours I'm about to put in, in the next two, two days. days. Nigga, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Only 15-minute break between these shit, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Facts. Nigga be wilding. Hey, nigga got a new job. I don't even know if he quit the old one. I'm like, how are you working too? That's crazy, bro. He never really said it. He never formally said I quit. I can't let y'all niggas know every fucking movement about the jobs now. Niggas listen to the podcast. Come on, sir. Nigga, I don't even know if this nigga quit his last job. This nigga's working 80 hours a week, bro. I'm not going to work after the podcast. I have a shift after this. Talk about so I didn't get an invite. I didn't get an invite. Nigga, I respect it. You're going to get this money, bro, but... Nigga, I got a 10 o'clock shift tonight. Facts. Like, you can't... Nigga, I can't... I can't. I don't even know when to invite you. I don't even know when your day's off are no more. So, wait. But, uh, niggas is saying... Niggas is saying that I, I'm I'm not the reliable distinguished no more? I don't come through? Nigga, when the last time we partied? Since we want to do this. We want we want to do this right now? When is the last, And don't count your birthday, nigga, because I had to fly to another state for us to fucking link up Just to party. And party. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Fuck out of uh, here. Well, what's the next topic on the show? Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what the fuck we're not doing. That's what the fuck we're not doing. Okay. This this, this all man moment has nothing to do with distinguish or distinguish to God or Malek Mir. This is nothing to do with me. Yeah, y'all y'all niggas. So y'all niggas needed to get it together. All right, y'all need to get it together. <laughs> well, I'm a Jamaican. I got, I, I, I got, I, I, I got 57 jobs. I, I can't give this up. I'm in my 30s. I can't give this up, uh, nigga, nigga. I got a wedding. I, I got a, I, I got a wedding at the end of this episode to do. I can't do it. See, see, but this nigga talking about where was my invite, man? Fuck y'all, niggas. Um, <laughs> so we could just start off with with the basic shit that i know neither not any one of us here has seen i'd be shocked if anyone watched it but it was the fat joe versus ja rule versus did anybody watch that nah that's a dub yeah yeah i figured saw the highlights though i saw some of the highlights i wasn't really i wasn't really interested actually yeah. i mean i i i would have watched it but it wasn't one i was out I, what what was i doing that day i don't know i was out though I know I was out. I and, was having. Um, I was. 
I was having a meeting with one of our mutual friends. Everybody knows who that is, so I couldn't even tune into that shit. Oh, I, I, yo, I thought this was 2015 distinguishing. You was about to say I was having sex. Definitely, definitely, definitely was not having sex. That definitely was the weekend. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so did y'all did y'all see the part where niggas was making uh, Fat Joe apologize for calling um people that worked with Ja Rule crack crackheads the women? He was like, yeah, look. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I definitely saw one photo of one of the people that he said. She, 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 she looked like that. she just. <laughs> we, she looked like she smoked that. some shit the other day. All right, this nigga's what. <laughs> yeah, this nigga. I'm, be, I'm being this honest. Wallow. He was wilding saying it though. Like he, it, it's, it's where he's. It's when, I he should have. He should have kept man. it inside. He should have kept it yeah. inside. One, one of them. Like, one of them did look like a. Him? But one of them did look like a crackhead. Not Lil Mo though, though. Lil Mo. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Lil Mo. I'm not talking about Lil Mo. What's the other chick name? I uh, Vita, Vita, Vita. Who? Vita. What song she sing? What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. What you mean? What song she sing? Don't do this, D Flow. Don't do don't, this on the podcast. I need a refresher myself, my nigga. Yeah, oh like, no! Nah. Oh <laughs> hell no! Oh, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Vita. And Little Mo is on one of Ja Rule's Thug Heartbreak songs. What would I be without you? Vita is on one of what the verses. What song did she sing outside of that, bro? Oh, her song. I don't know. The, I don't know the title. Exactly, of the shit. nigga. Exactly. But no, no, no. <laughs> but you said what song, Damn. nigga? She got songs. I don't know the names of the songs. Man. Vita got records. <laughs> if you I know Little Mo's <laughs> record. We know a few Little, Mo, Little Mo records. Little Mo got records with fucking Tupac. R.I.P. Tupac. Nah, Lil Mo had her time. Lil Mo did what she did. She had a, she had a, definitely a few records. I, I wouldn't mean, have only, said. My I only thing is I don't. They, yeah, they look. Don't, they didn't I, look like Dusty Bees. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't think he was the. Re- I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I can't really make the correct correlation. But from what I saw, I think Fat Joe was like you were saying earlier. Was just in the moment saying some, like trying to. People were saying he was trying to be Jada Kiss, and he was trying to like really shut. Like Ja Rule down with disses and stuff because he knew his catalog wasn't going to be able to match. But I think that's kind of what it was as he was hyping. He was just saying shit. I don't think it was really truly directed towards Vita or Little Mo, but it kind of got interpreted that way. And that's the reason why he apologized, which I respect the apology. I think that's probably one of the best apologies I've heard in a long time. The first, I, I respect it for sure. His first apology was trash, but his second apology when he actually sent, um, Sent them flowers and stuff and like a handwritten card. I was like, okay, I could rock with this one. Nah, the IG yeah, apology I wasn't bad. I, I I fucked with it. I fucked with it. Yeah, I respect it. Um, overall though, the 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 the, the verses wasn't bad. I mean, Ja got Ja got the hits. So yeah, when Ja performed his joints, the highlights was crazy. You know, what's so crazy is a lot of people were saying. I don't know how the fuck y'all didn't notice. A lot of people that grew up with out as we grew up listening to Ja Rule was like, I didn't know Ja Rule had all these hits. Bro, you didn't know Ja Rule had all these hits? Bro, I was listening what? to Ja Rule. I was listening to Ja Rule for a very long time. What? Nigga. I got I got I, Ja Rule's first album. What are y'all talking about? I was telling who was I telling? I was telling hey, I was telling crazy. one of my boys that I was like, yo, Ja literally was the top of the game from like 99 to like 03. 
Like Fact. literally, he was the hit maker in that time. Like he had Def Jam on their fucking. Oh back. yeah, he had Def Jam on their shit until like, DMX Murder came Inc. was nothing to play with for us. Uh, no, nah, it small was window. Mm-hmm. Until they had that 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 charge, them cases, they were nothing to play with. Yeah. Now nah, Ja Ja was for two to three years. It was Ja DMX and Hove. Those oh, were yeah, the hell niggas. Yeah. Hell yeah. Along hell with yeah. Dip, I mean Dipset was at the height of their time too. That time, but. Um, Ja was New York was running shit, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like New York, was, New York level. was running shit. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm glad that he apologized. Um, because I do think it set a, a set a great precedent for if anything in the future like that, other artists or people or men in general can look to that as a, a good apology. I mean, obviously, I don't think it should have got to that point, but again, I really don't. From what I saw, now I could be missing. I didn't watch the shit, so I could be missing a lot. But from what I saw, I don't think it was like Vita, really truly Vita, directed towards those women. Shit. It just so happened Vita, to be like they Vita, were the ones that Ja had worked that with. That happened the very next um, day. She's like, what is this? Because he just said it generally. I think generally. the statement is that she ain't even yeah. know what the fuck niggas was talking about. I don't even know if y'all saw that. That, that happened the very next day. She's like, what is niggas talking about? I, I think so. That, that, that happened the very next day. She's like, what is niggas talking about? I, I think she got a whiff of it. But she ain't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, Little Mo little, is the little one who Mo, took it. Little Mo was upset. Little Mo made it clear she was upset. But that was because people on Twitter made it seem like, yo, Fat Joe shouldn't be talking about black women this way, da 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 um, But I didn't see him actually do Like, it's one thing if they just left the stage, and maybe that was the order, but it seemed like he said it before they even came on. It seemed like, from what I heard, it was like Fat Joe was like, yo, uh... Whoever I worked with is better than whatever dusty bitches, crackheads that you you work oh, with. Oh, something like that. But even that is it is a lot. But um, you know, I don't know if he necessarily was saying that with the mindset of Little Mo and Vita in mind, or if he just was trying to come at John was just in the moment and just was trying to say the most reckless shit to get uh fucking clips chopped up and circulate. You know, everybody now is trying to get a viral moment. So I feel Facts. like it was more of that than it was that he actually was trying to disrespect Little Mo or Vita directly. I agree. I agree. But, I agree 100%. But wait, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> Let me get this straight. So black women, obviously, yes, be, be in an uproar. But the card that's being played in your uproar is... He shouldn't be disrespecting black women like that. First of all, ladies, y'all got to understand. If that was two white women, if that was two Colombian women, Fat Joe probably still would have said dusty bitches. I'm just letting y'all know that. Probably would have still said dusty bitches. So we got to uh, we, we gotta stop that shit, okay? You got to stop that shit. Yeah, yeah I, don't think, I don't think the race would have mattered. I think he would have just said it. He would have just said the shit. If you don't he think they're say, popping, he would have said it regardless. He didn't say dusty black bitches. Dusty black bitches is different. Like, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, nigga, you need to sit down because you're getting fat again. Stop. We're going to call you fatter, Joe, in a minute. Cut it out, nigga. Price Cut it went out. Up. <laughs> price that price is not Tuesday's price. <laughs> that His cholesterol, price that diabetes might be going up, nigga. Cut yeah. it out. But he and didn't say price, that. So it's okay. His price went all the way down after this shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Ja Rule's price, price went up. Ja Rule's, ja Rule's price, went, price up. went up. 
Um, so Michael Jackson, there's a clip of Michael Jackson. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's a clip, clip of him going around talking about touring. And it was surprising to me because we all know Michael Jackson as the king of entertainment. Like, if you're talking about an entertainer, you cannot not talk about Michael Jackson. So Correct. Let me, let's listen to this clip real quick um, and see how we feel about it on the other side. Let me find this shit. I bet. Um, so, yeah, let me pull this shit up. Yeah, there we go. Can't sleep after the show. The adrenaline is up here. Well, can we can we just do it again without the just the negative saying that you don't like the tour? Just I don't like it. Though. I know, but see, I go through hell. I go through hell touring. Okay, then I, touring is the, I'll make it positive then. Yeah, it's just the well, you know the truth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and action, Michael. I love to tour. <laughs> Yo, this nigga Mike is crazy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So that clip is from what? Just for context. I'm not sure. He was doing an interview for some publication. I don't know if it was a magazine or it was a video <laughs> interview or whatever. And they basically were like asking him about touring. And he was like, I ain't fucking with it. I don't like this shit. And of course, niggas is like, well, can you make it sound nice? Which is interesting because in today's day and age, niggas would have ran with that clip of him niggas talking about I hate that shit. that shit. But back in the day... It really tells back in the day in the 90s how they tried to pretty everything up and make everything seem like it was such shits and giggles and flowers. But, um, but yeah. The question this, that I have... Uh, yeah, yes. What's the, the question, que- sir? The question that I have off of this is, what's something that surprises you that you learned about one of your favorite artists? That's a fucking good-ass question, son. Damn. <laughs> That's a good Back, yo. This nigga, this nigga X A B B hand. Can we get the fucking round of applause going? Cause this oh, nigga, be, this nigga you, never you misses, man. I mean? This I mean? nigga, I know, I, 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 yeah, I know when it's time for this nigga to get married and have a kid. He's not gonna have a problem. He's gonna know after the first five seconds. Yep, I'm coming in her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be my wife. That's it. No, my no man. drinks. Man. Ain't no my drinks nigga. on this side. Yeah, Ho- hopefully, hopefully you don't have a Drake moment. Hopefully, with defer- hopefully it's not that. Um, I don't know, D Flow. You want to go? I'm, I'm stumped on. That's a great question. I, I got to really think on that. Um, sure, I'll go. I think one of the one of the main things I learned. Let me see which one of my artists is which one of my favorite artists do I want to reference. Um, who's a good one to like really reference i mean while y'all think about it and i did mention it but when when that drake baby situation happened that shit threw me for a fucking loop like when that was a shocker for me when i learned that drake had a hidden baby or as the oh hell yeah i mean i mean i mean you me and you kind of because me and you was together when that disc record dropped that shit was wild that was wild everything that preceded so that was a moment where I learned about Drake where I was cuz the whole time I'm like Drake don't got no Drake is not the type to slip up and have a baby. Drake is trying to make sure that he has the perfect whole Beyoncé situation at the end of the day. So that's not going to happen and when all the news started to come out, I was like, "Damn." Made me look at Drake slightly different for a couple of months. I definitely that's was a like, fact. "Damn, he ain't as calculated as I thought." <laughs> like so that was one one thing where I found out something about my favorite artist that made me kind of be like, God damn. 
still, I'm still thinking this thing. You should go. I'm, I'm still trying to think of like bro, what I'm moment. trying to. I want to point out from one of my favorite artists. I'm trying to think about it so much. I'm not even fucking in the artist realm. I'm fucking going to actors now. Like I'm trying to go to a whole nother genre and but just keep it artistic. Uh, uh, shit. Right, I'll, um, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. I remember I uh, a conversation with um, and I ain't even gonna talk about an artist. I'm gonna talk about a producer, and okay. um, that's I'm still an artist. Talk about, they're, they're still making. That's still something. an artist too. And that was when. I was, and this is recently too, because Tim will be on fucking Twitch doing shit sometimes. I'll be like on Twitch watching his shit. And one of the things that I realized was that Timbo was like, he still puts in 10 hours a day. That's wild. Still puts in 10 hours a day making beats, bro. Or just being in the lab, just being creative. And I was just like, damn, like Timbo still do that shit. And I'm here bitching putting in two, two, three hours a day into production. I mean, I mix, but it's like, I'd be like, damn, I got to put a couple hours into working on some beats and whether it's right, you know, production block or beat maker block or whatever. But, you know, he's still, he's like, it's it's like, it's like the gym. He's like, you got to go in and do what you got to do. And I just found that, I just found it like kind of wild because I'm just like, yo, like when you really fuck with it and you really do it, you just do it for the passion. Even if you're not trying to sell those beats, you just do it to keep the the muscle memory, to keep that that creative process going. So you know that was definitely a shocker for me, and you know to and that he doesn't like working with artists in the studio. He doesn't mind it, but he don't like artists around when he's being creative. Mm. That's one of the next things that I learned from it. So I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting, but yeah. So that that's that's yeah that was that was a little and this is a couple months ago it's like maybe no more than six months ago that I found out I was like wow never mm. knew that that and Pharrell Pharrell only works an eight hour shift for the day he he literally treats it like a nine to five that's interesting. oh shit oh yeah shit. Pharrell Pharrell only works he's like he puts in his eight hours for the day and he goes home and he doesn't have a home studio oh that's wow Pharrell, that's Pharrell doesn't that's have a home studio he's like. He gets up, goes to the studio, puts in his hours, and then he comes back home because he's just like, when he comes home, he just doesn't want to be bothered with it. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Yo, I'm not going to hold y'all fellas. I'm going to be taking up fucking air. Y'all might as well move up to the next fucking topic. I'm I'm stumped. <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot believe how stumped I am because there's a lot of artists that I listen to that I like. That I, oh, okay, okay, okay. So... This is no disrespect to him because I know we're going to get to him later. But shout out to my motherfucker Jeezy. Listen, I've said this to a few women. If you take me to a fucking Jeezy concert, you done fucking made my whole life. There's something about that, man. It's not about the rapping. It's about Jeezy. There's something about that motherfucker. I'm like, this nigga be giving me Rick Ross vibes in terms of how he puts his fucking words together in them interviews. Now, the one thing that I've learned about Jeezy, I could be wrong. When I'm watching Jeezy's interviews, and I've been watching a lot of his interviews as he's kind of been taking a backseat in music, one thing that I've learned is that most of Jeezy's interviews, you know, some some artists do slip up and they and, and they throw curses around. Jeezy really does not curse in his interviews, but Jeezy curses in his music. So I find that kind of interesting because the Jeezy voice that you hear in the music and the Jeezy voice that you hear in the interview. Even though he's not rapping, when he's doing his interviews, it sounds like he's saying some shit. 
You know what that is? That tells me that he was media trained. That tells me that. That tells me, I mean, we know what era he comes from, and that was the heavy media train era. So they probably instilled in him that when you do interviews, it don't matter who's the interviewer, don't curse. Like, keep it straightforward, keep it whatever, and so that they can use as much of that of that interview as possible and they can't twist you or, or turn you into something else. So that is very interesting. Another interesting thing that happened this week, and it... it Keep sparking this same fucking debate that I think we're all sick of, but here we are. Uh, Nicki Minaj was putting out different uh, things. She first started off by saying, like, hey, y'all, I think everybody should just do their own research and um, make their own decisions when it comes to the vaccine. She's like, I most likely will have to get it because I am going to start touring again soon. However, uh, I was told by... My cousin, that his friend, took the vaccine and soon after his testicles swelled up and some other shit happened to his uh, to his body. So um, that sparked people who were pro-vaccinate, uh, vaccine rather, to fact check her, um, which then sparked people to feel like the media and or anyone who's pro-vax uh is pushing an agenda and it's just sparking this debate all over again. And of course we have different States doing different things. You got Florida who is ready to sue anybody who is going to put any type of COVID, uh, vax, uh, mandates that he's about to sue you. If you do that, you put any of those in place and you have New York, which is on the flip side of it, where basically you have to be, vaccinated to do a lot of activities in the damn city so um like i said i think we're all pretty much done with this fucking debate but i don't know if this new kind of if anything that happened with this conversation that that came up over the weekend sparked some new uh discussions that need to be had no i mean i don't i don't feel no different about it i just think that um, in any scenario, for Nicki Minaj, I just think that I don't. I don't think it should be a shocker for her. You feel me? I just feel like listen. This is this is something that the government stands by, and if they stand by it, and you're an influential person, they're going to have an opinion if you're trying to sway people's mentality towards something that they're actively trying to convince people to do. So at the end of the day. It shouldn't be a shocker for her that she'll get some resistance if it if it's not. I'm, lately, I've been kind of changing my my approach to saying agenda, but at the same time, <clears throat> this is where we're at with it. Like this is just what the reality of the situation no, what is. What you're saying is making a hundred percent sense. It's facts. Yeah, yeah. Like this is just what the reality of the situation is. This is what we're at, and you you could have your own opinion to it, and you know. I've said it before, man. It's not like the vaccine is bad. People who need to get it, get it. I do agree that there's certain people who need to get the vaccine, nigga. If you're out there smoking, <laughs> drinking, shooting up, living your life to the fullest, doing all this wacky, pataki shit, nigga, you're going to need the fucking vaccine if you're out there really, really doing wild shit. You're going to need that thing to boost your immune system. So, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it does give you a fighting chance. It does do what it needs to do. So, 
I'm not against it. I'm for me at this point, it's a personal decision. You feel me? And that's that's where I'm at with it at this point. This is a personal decision for me. And I I don't judge nobody who wants to get it. Like if that's the decision you make because that's what you feel it works best for you and your body, then one hundred percent do what you gotta do. I just don't believe in the mandate. I don't think the mandate needs to happen. I do agree with the mask. Nigga, wear your fucking mask. I'm 100% in agreement with the mask. I think the mask is something, it does help. The other, and you know how I knew the mask was doing the job, nigga? The other day I went to the fucking mall, bro, and I'm walking outside of the mall. I had my mask on the whole time. And something as simple as this, I took the mask off, and I felt like I was going to choke. The amount of mm. the, the smoke and the, the thickness in the air, something as simple as that. And I'd be like, damn, this mask really do be working. Shit. I had to put the mask back on. That's how that's how <laughs> thick the air was in the parking lot. Like I couldn't breathe properly when I took the mask off. So I was just like, wow, like imagine imagine that. Like as something as simple as that. Like putting it down to in layman's term, it's something as simple as putting the the test to theory. And you know, I man, listen. For Nicki Minaj though, you have over a hundred million followers. You gotta watch what you're saying. And, you know, you got to be specific about what you're saying. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's my only piece from it, too, is just uh, now that you said that, that kind of put it in perspective for me. It's like for Nikki, it's like, yes, you have to understand. Like, I, I don't think she was doing anything malicious or maybe in her mind nothing. Like, she wasn't doing anything that would cause any type of issue. She probably thought she was putting out a statement that was middle ground enough that People who are pro-vax would be like, oh, she said something about it. And people who are anti-vax won't feel like, oh, she's part of the agenda, too. So I think that's what she was trying to do is tote that middle ground by saying, I'm going to have to get it anyway. So, like, it's okay to get it. Like, that's what she was signaling. And then on the flip side, also trying to signal. But I did hear that some crazy shit could happen. So you got to be careful. I do. I do feel like people have to. Again, I, I just I think. For me, the biggest thing is strongly do your research. People are, are going and, and putting up the VAERS system, and the VAERS system does not, that's not proof of anything. And we spoke about it a little bit before, that's self-reporting. I could go, any, any one of us could go on VAERS right now and say that we took the vaccine and, and our eyes started bleeding, and it's going to be up on VAERS. It's not going anywhere until the CDC or anybody else um, goes and verifies if this is an actual thing that may happen uh, in when you take a vaccine or when you take these vaccines. Um, so, you know, I just think everybody needs to do their research. And then another thing is, again, there are three different vaccines that are in America at this moment in time. By just saying the vaccine, we're doing a disservice already because there very well may be certain side effects that happen in one vaccine that doesn't happen in the other and things like that. So we need to... Again, we just need to do research. That's that's my biggest thing. Do your research. You still come to the conclusion that you don't want it or you do want it. Great. If you don't do your research, I feel like you put yourself at a disadvantage, whether you're taking it or not. You don't want to take something that you don't know what the fuck is going on. And you don't want to not take something because it's the quote unquote popular thing to say on the Internet. Because that's really honestly, bro, if I'm keeping it a stack, that is what it's starting to feel like. Anytime you see anything. Yeah, I mean- vaccinate vaccine related the the popular thing i'm not taking that shit yeah i think i told i was telling um my cousin this the other day i was just like yo 
He's just like, I don't want to take the vaccine. No, no, no. I'm just like, yo, like, do what you want to do, man. Like, unless you make up your mind as to why you want to do it, then don't, then don't, don't really get into that conversation. And I remember me and my mom was going back and forth, and because, like, the other day she like really got into a lot of details because I forgot like this was her job back in yeah. Belize. Like, she was, <laughs> she literally was on the top of the food chain, monitoring vaccinations and shit like that. I mean. That's actually what her PhD is in, in public health. So I was right. just like, she like really got into a lot of details. And I was just like, listen, ho, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I told her something simple as, yo, like, look at my fucking arm. As a child, I got a vaccine and the mark is still there. Yeah, I know in a lot of, a lot of Caribbean countries, like, the vaccines that they gave left marks. Or whatever it left reason. a physical mark, and I'm like, "What the fuck was the vaccine even for?" You feel me? I'm just like, "What was it for?" Like, I think it was like measles or mumps or some one of them goofy ass shit. And I'm just like, "Listen, people put out these vaccines because they're trying to find a solution to a disease that spreads." Granted, that is a hundred percent true, but we're using a small margin to do a big, a very big drastic decision. And it's no, and my thing is, and I was asking, I'm like, yo, like we don't even know what that shit did to us. Then you wonder why our generation is so fucked up. Y'all gonna sit there and be like, y'all generation is so lost, nigga, cause y'all was shooting niggas up out the fucking <laughs> womb. The fuck is y'all talking about? Half these niggas got post-traumatic stress syndrome and barely fell down some steps. Niggas ain't been to war. Niggas ain't do shit, but niggas is stressed. Why are we so stressed? I don't know. There's there's a lot of mental issues our generation face because our generation was one of the first generations that got introduced to mad vaccines. So there's a lot of things that happen within our group of within our generation that they have no explanations for. They just put it towards ADHD rose, this rose, that rose, that rose. All these symptomatic diseases rose within our group of people, within our generation. Between 1985 and 1992. So these things happen. Listen, dude, there's a lot of people I know personally that haven't gotten a shot their entire fucking life healthy as a fucking ox. Gallivanting around the prairie. People do what they're going to do. People going to live the lives they want to live. Just take care of yourself. Stay healthy. And be precautious. You don't want to take the vaccine cool. Be accepting of the fact that you won't be able to function in society the same way. And that's just that. Yeah, I mean, my last thing on this before I guess we move on um, is yeah, I I just I feel like I, I agree. I don't think I don't think the whole mandate of you can't do this or that without being uh vac vaccinated is appropriate. I think at the bare minimum, if you want to go down like any type of route, it should be hey, you need to have proof of a test or this if you want to do X, Y, and Z. If it's that deep, if it's I that agree. serious, then I'm 100% with that. I'm not too sure about, yo, you can't return to work if you unless you get vaccinated. I mean, I guess in certain jobs, if you're in the healthcare system, it makes sense. But there, for sure. If you're, I don't know why they're forcing it so much. With, I guess I understand why they're doing it with schools. But at the same time, it's also like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that is, 
is causing more issues than it's solving problems um, as they think it will or would. So it's just one of those things where you look at it and it's yeah, like, man. yo, you're, this isn't helping. I understand y'all think it's helping. It's not. It's not helping. Um, and then yeah, I don't. The, the, it's 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 a becoming a bit more negative, more more cons than pros at this point. And I understand and why people are so against something like that because it's like once you start mandating things and people start to just get less resistant with the idea of a government mandate or a city mandate or a town mandate, then what what's to say that the government will mandate next that they'll force yeah. you like this? I don't. I, it is a force in some way, shape, or form, but this isn't real force of the government. What happens? Yeah, no. Like this is like it almost feels to I think to some people it feels like a test for when they really want to force some shit. Like yeah, niggas stay and in the crib or we gonna you, shoot you, you know, in the face. You know when they really lost me, bro? When these niggas said you don't got to get the vaccine for health or religious purposes. Once these niggas said religious purposes, I said hold the fuck up. So you telling me that based on my religion, I could opt out from taking the vaccine? Well, that's not is in, that what y'all niggas. That's doing? not in New York because they forcing niggas. Don't matter if you got companies are saying well, New, they don't give a fuck <laughs> right now yeah, in New, New York, York. New York living on the wild side. To be honest, is, I don't York, know what the federal New York is on the wild side right but now. But New York is like, I don't care if you your religion. I don't. The only exception I think is medical. If if there's like if you have a history of of reaction to vaccines or or like a really bad immune system or something like that then i think mm-hmm. that's the only time that you kind of have a an exemption but other than that these niggas is really going ham if you have a con if your business has a contract with new york uh the government of new york in any way shape or form they're treating you like a federal employee and that's how they're able to even do that mandate with a lot of companies is because Typically, with a private company, you can't really force that, although they're trying to. They're doing that now. But with a private company, it's harder for you to force it. You can only find them, which is what they plan on doing, is find people who don't follow this idea. But with the federal government, if you're attached in any way, shape, or form, they could just simply say, well, you know, this is how we're operating right now. So if you don't want to do it, you know, skedaddle. You're going to lose that contract, play a player. You're going to lose the contract. Hey, man, you know, it, it, it. It is what it is, man. Like I've I've slowly but surely accepted what the reality is and accepted that if that's if I don't want to do it, then I just got to find a way to function around it and do what I got to do, but you know, I don't I don't have no quarrels with nobody, man. Do it. I just don't just don't force me. I just don't like that that enforcement factor, but you know. And I think this city Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say the last thing. I think I think people got to understand that there are real there are a lot of people that are pro vaccine. That doesn't make it an agenda. There are literally just a, it, just as many if not more people who who are for mandates of a vaccine and for the vaccine than there are people who are against it. And I think people forget that. I think everyone thinks that everyone is like, "Yo, fuck this this vaccine." That's not the reality, though. There's a lot of people who are really like, no, you're you need to get a vaccine or the vaccine. And that's why this agenda is even or I don't want to call it agenda either. But that's why this is being pushed as much as it is, because there's niggas out there that genuinely think that everyone should get vaccinated. You know, whether whether that's right or wrong, that's that's what some people out there truly think is the answer to ending the pandemic. Um, And so, like, when you see Joy Reid. And you see Don Lemon and you see other people come out 
and they're like, yo, Nikki, you're spreading misinformation. Yeah, but that's the problem. That's the problem because everybody's trying to get a viral moment. So what do you do? Nikki got a big following and she said something that you deem to be stupid and you're trying to get some follows and you're trying to get some views and make sure that the next season of your show gets renewed. So you go ham on Nikki when Nikki is genuinely probably, again, I think PR-wise, she was trying to play both sides of the fence with with the thing that she said. Um, But I also think that what she said was do your research and come to whatever conclusion you would like to come to for yourself, which is most what most reasonable people are saying. Because at the end of the day, this is a foreign substance going into your body. It's that simple. It's that simple. Not everybody wants to put something in their body. Not everybody wants to get surgery unless they absolutely necessarily have to get surgery. You see, like, not everybody is down for any type of body augmentation. Now, granted, we could have conversations about, oh, well, nigga, you smoke, and so how can you be a... All that is what that that's hogwash. Niggas don't got to even worry about that. If people don't want to do it, with proper research, then cool. It is what it is. If people do with proper research, then cool. That's how I see it. One of my friends the other day tells me, yo, there's a way to risk. Weigh the risk, man. Weigh out the risk. And see. God forbid you're not one of those there. people that if you do get COVID, you you cooked out. Like, just God forbid that that's the case. You know what I mean? That's that's my only thing. Um, Gabrielle Union apparently has a new book coming out, and she talks about Dwayne Wade having a baby on her in 2013. How do y'all, first of all, how would y'all respond if someone that you was dating or married to or whatever had a baby on you? Because that's what happened to her. She had, like, we all quiet. That's what that's what happened. Dwayne Wade had a baby. I think they supposedly were on a break. That's what that's what she said is that they were on a break at the time. And he had a baby um with whoever he was seeing. So same scenario. How do y'all would y'all be able to get back with that individual? First first and foremost, shout out to Gabrielle Union for once again spilling the tea. The name of her first book was called, and I quote. We're going to need some more wine. This book, I think the title, if I'm not mistaken, is You Got Anything Stronger. That, yo, she's definitely letting it be known she's fucking here. Gabrielle Union is a fucking beautiful woman. Oh, my fucking God. That lady is so goddamn fine. However, this shit lets me know that her first book was definitely very thorough into her life. The first book talks about Gabrielle Union. Um, for those who do not know, I don't want to give the whole book away, but she was definitely raped um, at her job. Um, that is, uh, and 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 she she um, how can I put this? I don't want to use artistically, but she basically paints a picture of how her rape happened. She gets very graphic with the rape too. I wasn't I wasn't expecting her to get that graphic, but um, yeah, um, I was very I was actually I wasn't shocked that quote-unquote she was raped i was shocked that the way it happened like that's actually what happened and then she talks about not being able to like verbally talk about it when it happened so that also let me know 
when a lot of these, you know, other famous women or just women in general talk about being raped, yeah, there's definitely some women that, yo, they feel so, quote unquote, disgusted within themselves. They don't want to fucking talk at all. Like, they don't want to, they feel like they shouldn't talk. They feel like their voice was taken away. So shout out to Gabrielle Union for always keeping it 100 in her book. I'm looking forward to reading this one. But specifically on D. Wade and the baby. Before you get to that, it's also actually super sad that you're not shocked that she got raped. Like, that says a lot about our society where it's not shocking that women get raped, which is bananas. Which is uh, unfortunate. Uh, It's because, see, now that shit right there is like, to me, because that's something I do not partake in, and I pray that never happens to me on both sides of the fence. You know, men do get raped as well, Um, and not just if men are into men. Uh, But it's not shocking because when this might sound crazy, but this is just my truth. It's, it's not shocking when I hear a woman getting raped. It's not shocking when I hear a white woman getting raped. It's not shocking when I hear a black woman getting raped. It's only shocking to me when a woman is getting raped that the person that quote-unquote did the act that person now is making it seem as if the person that they raped was actually with it because the other day actually today actually uh my co-worker today told me something that i was like that's interesting remember i told you this was my first day on the job she basically said she was walking down the street somewhere And this is her leaving work and a man was trying to holler at her and she kept walking. And then she said the man dragged her and was like, bitch, you don't hear me talking to you. I said, what's up? And I was like, wow. I said, what did you do? She said she fought him off of her, but she said the very next day she knew she had to get a weapon. So then in my mind, I'm like, damn, maybe the average woman or the average woman that quote unquote people feel like they could attack or rape. If the average woman, quote unquote, had to carry around a weapon to defend herself, maybe she wouldn't feel as though she's going to get into a situation where she's about to get raped versus women who just are outside and they didn't have a weapon. Then it kind of like let me know, you know what? Maybe it's important that when these things happen, like when women are talking about their stories about being raped or, you know, men uh, assaulting them. Maybe it's important that I do not get offended anymore when black women specifically say, I hate men, niggas ain't shit, fuck y'all. Because she's not talking about me, because that's something I don't do. But I would get offended because by default, I'm a black man, and she she's probably talking about a black man that did it, if it was a black man that did the act in the first place. You know what's funny? Just I, to, I, I actually yeah. just had that same conversation um, over the weekend, too. Um, oh, wow. About, like, you know, the verbiage. Because a lot of women, I mean, and I get it. And I don't really, like you said, I don't get offended. Um, anymore. I used to get offended. I don't get offended anymore. Yeah, I mean, years, years, years ago when this sentiment first started becoming, like, a popular thing on the internet to say. Because that, that's a popular thing to say now is, fuck 
fuck niggas, men ain't shit, men are disgusting, right. uh, I hate men, and things like that. You know, that originally it was like, what the fuck? And of course, the first thing is, no, it's the men that you are around. But when you start to just listen to stories and 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 you start to empathize with some of the shit that women have to go through on a daily basis, we're not talking about we're not talking about the extreme cases, although the extreme cases are way more like they're high, way higher than what a man would have to deal with on a regular basis anyway. But I'm talking about on a daily basis. When I, as a man, when I walk down the block, I don't think about walking past a group of anything, men or women, and feeling threatened if they holler and I'm like, I'm not with it or I'm going to keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like There are times, I guess, where you walk by a group of six or seven niggas and someone be like, yo, you got the time. And you be like, fuck, I'm about to get jumped. But other than that, like someone saying, oh, you look good. And then you be like, thank you. And you keep moving. And then they run up on you like, motherfucker, I told you you look good. You need to say something back. Give me your number type shit. I don't got to think. I don't I don't think about nothing like that. I don't think about when I'm in the club and I'm dancing with a girl. Like if if she wants to dance with me, I, I feel like I, I all times have the power to just move and get away. If I don't want to dance no more, I'm done. But with women, a lot of times when they're dancing with somebody and Maybe the dude want to now get overly aggressive and she wants to stop the engagement. Sometimes she has to think about how she does that. Otherwise, a nigga might take a fucking glass and smash it over her face or throw something at her. I've seen it happen multiple times. Like These aren't out-of-the-pocket things that happen. I've seen women you know, be like, nah, I'm cool, and the dude now is like, fuck you, bitch, and walks off. You know, and that's a lot of male ego just at play. That's that, that entitlement shit, unfortunately. I... I- I, I don't even know who created that. I don't know if that's Niggas. on society. <laughs> I don't know if that's on the man feeling insecure, like he just received like another rejection or his quote-unquote ego is hurt or, or his heart is broken. I don't know who's at fault. I don't even know if anybody's at fault, to be honest, because the nigga could just be acting out because he's in an environment that he feels like he's more comfortable acting out. He probably don't do that shit when he go to church on Sundays. But when he's at the club on that Saturday, you're going to see the real him. The real him is coming out in the club. I mean, I think as a whole, men are are partly to blame as to why other men act like that. Because a lot of men are taught. You you don't just you don't just wake up one day and, and catcall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some older OG That's true. comes up to you and tells you, yo, go holla at shorty. And you at 11, 12, 13 years old are like, no, I don't want to do it. And they like, don't be a bitch. Go, go say what's up. You looking at her. Go say what's up. And then that might be your first time hollering at a shorty. And you're cute at that time. So the girl is like, oh, you're so sweet. No, thank you. Or whatever the case is. But then you grow up. Now you're 16. And you're used to this idea that if I see it, I, I own it. Or, I, or I'm entitled to at least say that I want you. And now, because... A lot of men also are taught this fragile ego where if they get rejected from a woman in particular, because when niggas get rejected from their job, you don't hear this type of shit. You don't hear them. I mean, some niggas come back postal, but when you hear a nigga get rejected by a girl, it's all the insecurities. Now the chick is, yo, you ugly anyway. I ain't really wanted it. I just wanted to hit. Fuck you. 
And in some cases, is niggas getting aggressive like they want to fight a chick for saying, no, thank you. I don't. I'm cool. I don't I don't want nothing from you. And so I do think that in reality, we got to take some responsibility as men in that in that case, which is why they always say men ain't shit and not some men. That's what was told to me is women oftentimes will encompass everybody so that the niggas that don't do the shit start taking more accountability for the niggas that do. I definitely, I definitely hear that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I would did now this, I, I, I definitely can't say this on here, but what I will say is that when I was, when I was 13 years old, I definitely was, uh, peer pressured into, um, having sex, um, with a, uh, with a stripper. And I said, I didn't want to do it. And I was pressured into doing it. I didn't do it. But I was I was getting pressured like crazy. And I was around a group of older men. And I wasn't even in the States. Um, I'll save that for the Patreon. But that, that that was wild. Because when I said no, they got mad that I said no. And then, then I started to get scared. But there was my only way to go back home. And I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. This, yo, that shit was wild. And, and I, 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 was, I wasn't around my mom. Wasn't around my dad. I was not even around my brothers. I was around older men that was friends of the family. And I think one of my cousins. That shit was crazy. But then, and then that that leads to like the mindset of like, what what are you thinking about that you're going to get some type of joy out of this thirteen year old fucking a grown woman? Like what? That's what? Like what crazy. is the thought? Because we heard Boosie say it. So this ain't no yeah. shit that's just some obscure shit situation. A lot of young right. niggas deal with this. But but for men, men got to ask themselves, like, what are you getting out of by saying, oh, nah, you got you to gotta pop that cherry early. You got to be fucking by 12 or 13 or 14. And I'm going to make sure you do it <laughs> by fucking this, this stripper. No, this nigga needs to be playing with his fucking Power Rangers or on his video game and not worried about pussy. Like... This is the this, this shit because now you got so many different things while this young mind is forming and you're attaching shit to shit that don't need to be attached. And that those are the same niggas that now grow up and they see a woman and think they're entitled to a woman while she's on the street, whether she's on, uh, at work or whatever. They think they're entitled because niggas have taught them growing up. You're entitled to that pussy. All right. We paid for that pussy. So at 13, you need to fuck it because we pay for this. Now you you your mind gets jumbled. So you get older and you just think women are something that, yo, I can own at some period of time. Whether it's through money or whether it's through aggression or whatever. If I want it, I need to have it. So I think I think in that case, yeah, we need to we need to take more accountability. But you were talking about we were talking about Gabrielle Union. Um, unless you got more to add to that. Nah, uh just to go back to, you know, what the question was. I mean, I don't personally me, me personally, I mean, so somebody might say cap. Somebody might say this nigga is, is lying. But me personally, if people was on a break and we somehow, quote unquote, ended up getting back together from the break. And one of us says, hey, if the chick says, hey, I got pregnant or, you know, what I mean. It's one thing to get pregnant from the break and be like, you know, I don't know if I want to, you know, fully, you know, go through with the pregnancy, you know, I would definitely be leaving that choice solely up to her. This it's another thing if she's like, yo, I'm going to go through with it, but I still want us to work it out. It would take a strong individual 
you would have to see beyond love to actually want to still make it work with that person. And just, you know, I can only go off of her first book because I read I read Gabrielle Union's first book twice. Like I know I, I know a lot of her story uh, that she was willing to share, obviously. She loves Dwayne Wade to death. She loves she she loves that man to death. I mean, that man had a, a history prior to her, you know, with whole, his whole situation with his ex-wife that was wild. That was his ex-wife was asking for money on a damn net, on the fucking street. Crazy. But I think, um, you know, it, it takes a strong person to be like, yo, like, I know you got a baby on me, but I, I'm going to make it work. And again, I think it's more than love because she has her own money. And he has his own money, but she definitely has a chapter in her first book, Big Bank, Take Little Bank. And she's talking about when it was time for her and and, and D-Wade to talk about prenuptials, his team was coming at her crazy uh, to the point where they was like, you know, you can't even afford what you're saying, right? You know D-Wade got more money than you. And that made her feel crazy. But like I said, I'm not going to give it all away. So I don't, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, I if it was me and I really, you know, saw a future with this person and it was like more than love, I I would probably say, yeah, let's work it out. You know, I don't let me I, I don't mind helping you raise a kid. I'ma just say this, bro. Time is everything, man. If me and mm. my shorty break up and we've been separated for six let's say six months. And we get back together in six months, and she four months pregnant. We done. We finished. Sheesh. We finished. You're in the garbage. Tell you that right now. Now, if it's been two years and she pops up with a one year old, uh, that's that's salvageable. We could we could work through that. But if in six months you pop up, are you three four months pregnant? Nah. We gooch. We so you saying timing? So you saying timing for you is everything? Hell yeah, nigga! Like if me and you were together, bro. We've been together. Let's say me and my shorty been together three, four, five years. We went through a rough patch. We broke up. We took a break. We took a agreed upon break. We didn't even break up. We took a yo shit ain't shit is kind of rough right now. Let's take some time apart. Right. We separate five six months. We end up linking back up. Because I'm like, yo, fuck it, man. Like, I miss my girl, man. I really want to be with her. Like, fuck it. I'm ready to get back. And I link back up and she's like, she's like, babe, you know what, man? You know, like, I love you, but, you know, I'm pregnant. You know, I linked up with so-and-so and, you know, we did what it did and I got pregnant. You know, I'm 14 weeks pregnant. Dub. Uh yeah, it's, this one's kind of hard for me. I don't, I don't know, but I do feel like if we're on a quote-unquote break, because I really don't think they was on a break. I think that's kind of the PR they put out there. But let's say we on a break, like Flo said, and um, through this break, we're still communicating, and we're still kind of in a romantic space, and you come back with a baby then yeah i don't i don't know if i i feel like that might sting but it's different if it's like 
Flo said, we stopped communicating on a romantic tip. We ain't even think we was getting back together ever. We just said, fuck it. This is not going to work. And sometime down the line, we have a conversation. And it's like, oh, well, in between that time that we wasn't really fucking with each other. I know it was just a break, but you was doing you and I was doing me. I got pregnant. Then it's a different conversation. Still, yeah, still a hard one, I but could, it's different. I could respect it a little bit. You feel me? Like, you know, it's still going to hurt like a motherfucker, bro. But yeah, that's that that's still a that's still a that's difficult a, conversation. It's a biased conversation to be honest, bro. It's it's hard for niggas. I ain't, I know this is gonna seem slightly one sided, but nah, <laughs> I feel like, bro, you shorty pop up. You like yo, I'm about to wipe this bitch up, and she pop up, but she just like yeah. <laughs> you remember Jerome? Oh my god! Don't and let me like, know the nigga name. Yeah. <laughs> What Dusty I, Jerome? Yo, and then when they start the sentence like that, your your blood just boiling. Boy, I'm like... But what about Jerome? This nigga Jerome hit without a condom? Without a condom. But, you know, we were drunk one night and... Nah, you made you love know, to that nigga. Boy, I'm going to be like, yo. You made like love I said, to that if the baby's already born and I know she's not on good terms with a nigga Jerome, like, I'll be like, man, fuck it, man, like, you got to really see the value in that person at that point. But, nigga, we been broken up for three, four. We had a bad argument. Shit kind of went sloppy. And just like, man, I ain't fucking with this bitch no more. Fuck it. And you kind of take a break. And y'all just won't. Y'all were talking, but y'all weren't really fucking with each other like that. You feel me? Like, yeah, y'all, was y'all start talking. And everything. You- let's say two months went by. You just didn't speak to her. Like, fuck it. Y'all just ghosted each other for like three, four months. Like, social media, a little like. She blocked you on social media. She unblocks you now. She's like, hey. I got something to tell you. And she hits you with the fucking Floyd Mayweather jab. Oh, shit. What? Like, hold on, son. And you're like, but wait. And then imagine you, bro. You're like, damn, man. I, I done held that. Because you're like, man, when I get back with my show, I'm about to blow her back out, boy. You've been, you've been, Yo, it's you know, been paying months. I ain't feel that Pamela. pussy and mad long. Can't what? wait. You know what I mean? And then you just Can't hear this. Can't wait. Oh, oh, man, bro. Damn. You find, you find out Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> it would literally be the tiny piano in your mind, too, son. Loki, I might hang up on her, son. I might have to call her back the next day. Yeah, I might day. have to call her back. I might have to call her back. I might have to call her back. You got to text me like, for a little bit. You got to text me. Like, you know? <laughs> I can't even text, bro. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to hit you up tomorrow. I'm going to hit you up tomorrow. You mean what? I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to hit you back. I'm going to hit you back. Like, I'm going to hit you back. I got I, I to gotta go take a walk. Uh, about to get a, a gallon of ice cream and just watch. You got to watch TV your show for the favorite, the like your number one favorite show. You have to watch have that. Have to, bro. Have to because you're going to sit. I might take a bath that night. And I'm not a bad type of nigga, but I might need to take a bath that night. You have to take a bath that night. I'm going to have to fill up the tub, check the temperature in the water, sit down and contemplate life for a little bit. That's what will have to happen. Because you're going to have to think about the thoughts and the things you're going to say to her the next day. Because then when you get back on the bank, who are you pregnant for? Facts. Jerome. Jerome? From, From HR? What? The nigga used to tell me was mad annoying and always, you know, y'all went out to lunch, but that nigga was annoying and that nigga was mad annoying? And you let him clap the cheeks? Bare back? <laughs> Not bare you back. You let him nuts up in you? 
and watched the nigga because it was a missionary. You looked him in his his eyes. You as, looked him in his eyes as the nigga released. <laughs> you watched him telling you, "I'm about to nut," and you were just like, "Okay," and you took it all. A substantial amount. I'm of getting it mad too. just thinking about this shit, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Durant. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know if I could come back from it if it's a short term break. If it's a long term break, I'll. If we talking and it years, depends on where I'm at phys- financially too. If we talking years, then it's more accepting. If we're talking about a short break. It's gonna be harder. That that shit's gonna be hard. I can't work. Anything less than a year, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anything less than a year, I'll I'll have a very 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 hard time. It's gonna be hard be because it's like that. it's like a confirmation. Like, yo, did you really fuck with me? Like, did you really fuck with me at all? If it was that easy, or was this a fuck out of spite? Was this a fuck out of loneliness? It is so many factors, and why did it have to be a raw fuck? Like. That's it right there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care, bro. Honestly, if you're on a break, <laughs> go get your back blown out. We all got needs. Let that nigga wear a condom, though. Listen, there's, there's three rules for me. It's <laughs> three rules for me if we take a break. There's rules for the break. Fuck what y'all niggas is heard. No bareback shit. No nuts on the face. And <laughs> no. Nah. You taking nuts on the face during the break. I can't trust you. Fuck that. Nah, she could give head. You know, head is a part of sex. No nuts on the face though. That that's a that's a that's a lot of trust you giving out right there. You feel me? <laughs> no nuts on the brakes. Dripping nuts. No n- imagine, imagine you see a picture of dripping nut on your ex, your girl. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> So much more disrespect. Yo, honestly, bro. Honestly, my nigga, if my if my shorty cheats on me, bro, if she cheats on me, is one thing I'd be like, damn, you really cheated on me, yo. Like, we could probably get over it though. If you really love her, you probably get over it. When she hit, when that, if you see that video, imagine one one day you just go through her phone on some real fuck nigga shit, and you go through her phone and you saw that nigga going ah. And, oh, she, she, and she got face. the tongue out? You can't look her in the eye no more, she bro. Got the you tongue can't out? look her in the eye no more, bro. Ready for the nut? You. Ready for the nut? You can't look her. Bro, I promise you, on you her won't knees, be able to look her bro? in the eye again. On her knees, you, waiting for the on nut. On her knees, waiting for it, bro. <laughs> I can't look her in the eyes again. I won't want her to touch my food. Yeah, I'd be, I, I'd, I'd be, ups, it's, it's I'd a be slight upset. level of distrust at that point. I'll be upset. I would be upset. There, there are certain things that I know if I see, like as much as I try not to be the jealous type. There's just certain things that I know if I see, it makes me upset. Like, I saw a picture of a girl that I used to talk to. Like when we were talking, she took that picture, and. Mm. Obviously, a nigga took the picture of her, and she was naked. And I was like, yo, that's a great question. I know we're going a little off topic right now. Nah, but what happens, it. bro? Let's say one day. I was, I I was tight because I was like, damn, you had another nigga take, taking these type of pics of you? Like, what's... Did you, did you get the picture, though? Nah, she, she 
She just released the picture. That's all I, I can say about it without, without... You go through your shorty's phone, bro, and she got mad naked pics in your phone that you never got. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ain't received none of them motherfucking pictures. And it's a girl you talking to? Yeah, I'm talking about your girl, bro. This is your girlfriend. Fuck her nah, talking your girlfriend, to, I think that's a little different because maybe these pictures is mad old, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. Nah, nigga, the pictures, recent ass pictures, bro. Like, oh, nah, that's, this is pictures you look at it and be like. I mean, that's a problem, though. Why, why I never got these? Unless she just took those pictures for herself. Sometimes that happens. Women like to take naked pictures. Let's flip, let's flip this story. Your girl go through your phone and see dick pictures on your phone. We we can't get that away with that though because she, it's it's automatically assumed that a nigga is taking a picture of his dick to send to somebody. Women like to look at pictures of themselves naked and be like, mm, "I look good." No nigga is holding his dick like that's you right. You don't know this nigga. <laughs> a nigga might be like, "Yeah, I got that John Patone over here, boy." But I got but that it's John- not. That's not a. That's not a common thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, Boy, Women don't think niggas don't, is doing that. I ain't put nothing. So I'm supposed to assume that she just took these bitches because she want to look at herself and be like, ooh, I'm That's so more cute. acceptable mm-hmm. in this society. We I know ain't that. accepting shit, nigga. <laughs> Who are you taking these pictures for? Who are you taking <laughs> these pictures for? <laughs> well, well distinguish, what I about you? What, what do you, if you, you go through your girl, not go through, let's say your girl tells you to go look through her pictures for a certain picture and you scrolling through. You scroll a little too far, and it and it says July, <laughs> it says July fifteenth, twenty twenty one, and she got one finger in the pussy, one leg up, titties all out. <laughs> Yo, this nigga is lids, boy. This nigga shopping at lids right now. It never happened. 20% off coupon. Nigga. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? Not this not this time. It never happened. <laughs> it's false. <laughs> I was about to say. You know why Distinguished can never get tight at nothing? Because this nigga has done it all, son. This, <laughs> this nigga probably got mad videos fucking bitches. He got yeah, videos but it's, fucking it's bitches one from difference, 2020. Bro, it's a very big difference, Distinguished. If your girl goes to your phone and she sees one week ago, you have a video rubbing, <laughs> rubbing a nut out in the mirror and her looking at you like, nigga, what the fuck? What were what, what you doing here? <laughs> and you're just like, man, I just like the way it looked. In the lights. In the lights, yo. That shit fucking rubbed. Oh, yo, I don't know. Are- yo, dogs, I don't know. There's something. I'm telling you, it's something that rubbed me the wrong way about a nigga that's just rubbing one out and looking and, and recording it for himself, bro. I don't know. It's just like, what do you There's no justification, bro. <laughs> What's up? Like what what do you need that for? What do you need that for, bro? Are you okay? talking about it's reflection? You you need this to reflect upon? The fuck? That's why nah, women don't trust niggas with with videos and pictures. You're sending that to somebody. You're not just busting a nut and and recording it for yourself. You're not returning to that just to look at yourself nut, nigga. You are yeah. sending that to a shorty. <laughs> and I don't think shorties do it either, bro. Like I know they will take little pictures because women do love 
Women do love to look at themselves. I ain't going to lie about that. Look at they ass naked. But it's certain things you got to question. Like, if she got a video beating it off and saying daddy, like she's whacking her shit. (laughs) Nah, we ain't coming back from that, bro. Yeah, what's going on? We ain't coming back from it, man. What is happening? We we, got to sort it out. We got to sort it out at that point. So Rihanna's been out and about a lot lately. And, um... Of course, it was Fashion Week recently, and she stepped out. Well, it was Fashion Week recently, and then the Met Gala happened. Um, I don't even know. I feel like it was last weekend. Um, and she wore this really interesting thing. So did ASAP Rocky. Them niggas was looking like they was wearing blankets. But this is what Rihanna said about her outfit. Let me ask you one question. Tell us about the black women that inspired this look tonight. I wanted a look that seemed very powerful, yet feminine, yet like a black hoodie, which is the thing that we're usually incriminated by as black people. And um, I wanted to empower that. I wanted to take it and make it mine and make it fashion. Thank you so much. Now, I don't know if anybody's seen that outfit, but um, I do respect the answer. I don't know if exactly if it translated in the outfit <laughs> from what I saw. I, I mean, it was like hood meets elegant, you know. Yeah. Like it, it was a fire outfit to me. My if she didn't have on the warm cap, it would have been fire. Yeah, the yeah, warm it cap been threw better. me off. I was just like, yeah, the, the warm cap wasn't needed, but the dress itself was dope. Yeah, I fucked with it. Um, so Ti and Tiny, their case got dropped because of a statute of limitations. Do you feel like niggas are going to leave them alone now? Or is this something that's still going to be lingering on them uh, since it's been brought up? Because remember, his show got taken away and all of that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might. there might be a rebound only because it wasn't... It, it was one of those things where niggas in the industry already knew what was going on, if that was the case. And it more so got taken away because of popular opinion. Mm. So... There's a chance it's gonna come back because if that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing. And people, you know, it's been rumored that people in those circles do do these devious things. So, you know, if it's if it's it wasn't like he was doing something wrong amongst the the higher ups in the industry, if they were. Mm. But you know, like I said, popular opinion goes above everything because at the end of the day, popular opinion determines how popular you are and at the end of the day these companies can't make money if you don't have popularity popularity falls they won't got nothing to do with you because they can't monetize that true i think um i don't know man i feel like i know part of me feels like the stories are a little exaggerated uh, from that particular individual that decided she was going to expose them I don't know if any of the other girls that said that they were involved. I'm not saying that their stories are exaggerated. I'm talking about the family friend that turned on them after whatever disagreement they had. But, um, yeah, if it is, like, 100% like the accusations have been made and, and went down, then it's kind of it's it's nasty. But I do feel like, a lot of times with companies, all they're waiting for is some form of exoneration to latch onto and say, well, look, they didn't do it. Or, well, 
This keep it stick. pushing. Yep. Yep. So let's keep it pushing. I will say, you know what I mean? I don't think it was fair that all of his shit was taken away without any concrete indictment. And we got to mm-hmm. get away from that. We got to get away from someone just saying something, accusation, and somebody's job or whatever. And I get it. Like you said, Flo, that's all about popularity. Like if the popular opinion is to take something away or to let's jump on this dude, then we're going to do it. Um, but T.I. also has a very fucked up track record when it comes to women uh, in terms of like the, uh, the, the whole situation with him and his daughter and how that just translates into other actions that mm-hmm. it seems like he is kind of cool with. Um, so I yeah, am, man, uh, I'm a fan of T.I. Not this particularly, you know, made me less of a fan and made me less of like a person that supports him. But I do hope that whatever the situation is, if he's growing from it, I'll fuck with it. If there's some type of facts. growth that happens, then cool. Other than that, man, I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I hope they sort it out and they present themselves as better role models and that's what it comes to. I fuck with T.I. as well. I fuck with... I like I like their little TV show and everything, man. Like, I think I think it was entertaining and I think what they're doing is dope. I just know that this industry is, is devious in its own way. So it's like certain things I just can't put it past people, man. Yeah. I agree. And I'm, I do... Uh, rhythm and flow is fire. You know, I don't think anybody could take that spot, that T.I., and really give that same type of energy with Cardi and Chance. I mean, there's a couple of different people, I guess, that could sit in that seat. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that aspect, I, I fucked with, with that entertainment-wise, but not at the expense of if they're doing weird shit. But I also feel like when you're in that space that that kind of like you're bringing different people into your relationship, you just leave the door open for a lot of messy shit to happen. For a lot of messy things, man. Somebody a might like the dick things. too much and want to try and break you up. And you not going for it, and now they got an a allegation out on you. Or, yep. you know what I mean? Or you, Shorty says she was with it. She's over there. You feel like she taking too long. So now you're trying to get a little sauced up to, quote, unquote, loosen up, and you go too far. Go too far. So, all that shit crazy. Yeah. I wish the best for them, man. So, the Diddy jumped on, on live the other day with Jermaine Dupree. Um, there were two other people involved. I can't remember who else was was there. I think it was Jermaine Diddy. I want to say Fat Joe. I think Fat Joe was there. And was it Ja Rule? Was Ja Rule? Part yeah, it of was. It was. I think it was Ja. I think it was Ja. Yeah. So it was. It was. It was four of them though. They were on an Instagram live for sure. So they're talking about a Jermaine Dupree versus a uh diddy how you feel about that <sighs> me and tiff were just talking about this shit bro and honestly I, she she she's in favor for it i don't think it's i don't think jermaine got what it takes to compete with diddy at all personally yeah i don't think he got it I it's not that he doesn't have the catalog he doesn't have i just don't think he has the caliber of hits to compete with diddy so like can Jermaine go up and play 20 banger songs? Yeah, for sure. 100. But Diddy could go and play 20 legendary songs. You and feel that's me? The like, legendary type shit, bro. Like, he could play one banger from Jodeci. 
couple from Mary, five from Big. <laughs> the Mace bad boy era. Rocks. Yeah. Diddy has Diddy has a lengthy catalog, man. So Don't both them. of them have great catalogs. It's just that Diddy has more memorable hits yeah. that he could play that would shut down Jermaine quite with, a bit of Jermaine stuff. You're not you're not playing no bow wow shit and, and getting niggas hype. Garnett. Nah, you can't play nothing from I ain't let me not say nothing. But you can't come with the bow wow catalog and think you could go and compete with, you know. I need a girl to ride, ride, it's over, ride, it's, it's over. and think you're gonna shut shit down. You can't come and play a crisscross song and compete with "Ready to Die." Yeah, it's over. Like, it's just not possible. You can play maybe a couple Usher songs and they'll hold their weight, or a couple. You do Mariah got Usher under They'll hold their weight. Usher and Mariah, you do got them. You got them. You get. You got a couple Janet songs too that could like hold their weight. Yeah, like nobody, nobody's saying that it's a full sweep. It's just a. It is a uphill battle for Jermaine. Dupree. It's up. It, it is a very much so up. It will be. He will be spanked. He will be spanked. He could play back though. He got songs he could play back, but they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's dope. That's dope." And then he hear Diddy and be like, "Oh, yeah." He's gonna be like, "Oh, man, snap!" Why you have to do that to him? Yeah, you're gonna be like, "Oh, Jermaine, he might get this point." And then, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't you it. Damn, you, you almost got it though. You almost got it. But uh-huh. that ain't gonna. Got to be it. quicker than that. Gotta be quick. It's only Dre. Only Dre could realistically play banger for banger. And it would still be like you would have to do that versus in a weird space. Because if you do it in New York, Dre might still be slaughtered. Yeah. You have to do it in a neutral territory that neither of them have home field advantage. If they do it in LA, Diddy would get slaughtered. If they do it in New York, Dre will get slaughtered because it's just the cold shit. They're gonna have to do that shit in Chicago and then niggas gonna be like, oh, okay. Like in a neutral territory, bro. Like it can't be L.A. nor New York. Uh, wait, isn't Jermaine Dupree from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. So it can't be Atlanta either. Can't be ATL either. He wouldn't be able to do it in ATL. So before we get to this crazy situation with Karen Civil, because this week got absolutely fucking ridiculous with Karen Civil, um. Let's get into, let's talk about this popular thing going around about women being selfish when it comes to men. Um, I'm going to have to dig for this shit because I definitely did not save it. So hold on one second. But this was a very interesting conversation that's been circulating. You know, I got to go into the the archives of the group chat to find this shit real quick. Um, Here we go. Uh, there we oh nope I don't know what the fuck that was um all right here we go you can see it all the time online there's always some woman online talking about a man needs to make sure her feelings are reassured how she needs to feel secured how she needs to feel validated me, 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 me. That's all you fucking hear. You never hear about a woman talking about how a man should feel reassured and validated and secured as well. Because, you know, he's human with human emotions. A lot of y'all are fucking selfish. You don't let that man know it's okay for him to come talk to you. It's okay for him to come vent. It's okay for him to come cry. 
it's okay. No, because the man is afraid to come and talk to you because he's afraid that you're going to weaponize his feelings and use it against him later. A man has to sit in the car for 15 minutes because sitting in that lonely car is more safer than going home to his wife or girlfriend. But happy wife, happy life, right? Because as long as the woman is happy, that relationship is doing just fine, no matter how that man is feeling. And that, my friend, is fucked up. Women's feelings. How you feeling about that? Man, I done said this plenty of different times, man. And, you know, for me personally, as the years has gone by, even in my personal relationship, I had to vocally make that a centerpiece. Like, I have to, I had to vocally be like, listen, it ain't only about you. Like, niggas got feelings too. So, you know, like, I do agree that a lot of times... It's, a, it's I think it's a it's lately maybe within the past few maybe 10 years or so I feel like it's become a little bit more of an even playing field only because men have become more selfish with how they do things because it's a bit a bit more okay but I think in majority situations bro these shorties and even sometimes I know me and you talk about it like yo Shorties don't care. You start telling Shorty how your day went, and she zones out. She literally zones out. She like I don't even I don't even want to say pretend. Sometimes it's literally like she's like, oh, okay. Nah, she dead ass okay. zones out. That's a real thing. All right, but when she starts to yab to you, you gotta be super attentive, super involved, or you will get you know, cursed like, out. You'll get cursed out for, quote, unquote, not listening. For not listening. But damn us if we come home and be like, and it's, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of women don't even ask their man how they're feeling. A lot of shorties won't walk up to their man and be like, yo, how was your day today? The minute you get off and you get on the phone with your girl, it's automatically her problems. That's it. You're hearing about what she's going through. The minute you start to divulge what you're going through, it's for some reason is not as problematic and they don't want to listen to us until niggas become irate. And then when we become irate, we're abusive at that point because at that point, a lot of times for a lot, I'm not, I'm not in nowhere near condoning this, but I think a lot of men go through this where the only time they get their opinions heard is when they're irate because at that point it done got to the, a point where they don't have the only way they could get their frustration out is to do it that way. Yeah. And that's sad that it has to come to that. That you got to be in literal tantrum mode for you to get your point across. Yo, bro, I say it all the time and it, it just gets reinforced every time. And there's a couple of different things that came out of this. It's like 100%, I think, when it comes to emotions, we're not talking about anything else outside of emotions. We're not talking about what women do to nurture a man and, and cook and clean. I'm not talking about all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it comes to emotions, when it comes to a, a nigga coming home and being like, yo, I had a rough day. There are some women out here that don't give a fuck about your rough day. Your rough day doesn't mean now that. Hold you- on. Hold on, bro. Sorry to, sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off. I, I missed out something. Unless it's drama. Unless it's drama, and even if unless it's, it's drama, and even if it's drama for some of these chicks, 
unless it somehow impacts them in some way, they don't want to hear about it. They don't give a fuck. You come home and you like, yeah, nah, there's some wild shit happening at my job. They'll fake it. Oh, what happened? What's happening at your job? Yo, so-and-so did this, and now the company is doing that. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, and it's like, you're not listening at all. You're not able to give me any type of feedback. And that's cool. Maybe you're not for me, and that's why it's happening. But Mm. a lot of women will do that and then wonder why they men don't talk to them. And, And wonder why... The relationship is on a superficial level because anytime I try to go deeper than that, you bounce me back to the surface. I go through that with dating. When I'm trying to get deep with you and have certain conversations, it's like you repel us back to the surface. So now you're real. You're wondering why after six months of us talking, shit is dry. Because I can't talk to you about nothing else but fake flirting, sexual shit, or jokes. And you don't want to hear that, and I don't want to hear that. After a while, it's mind-fucking-numbing. Like, it's low-functioning. It's giving low-functioning for for my ladies out there. It's giving low-functioning. I don't want to participate in, ooh, yeah, you want me to suck your toe next time? Oh, mm, yeah, you want me? Nigga, I don't want to talk about how good I'm going to fuck you the next time. I'm just going to fuck you. Like, that's that's it. I don't want to keep talking about this shit. And then on the other... Go ahead, bro. No, so, and, and we got to be very, very clear, ladies. Niggas is going to give you information because a lot of times they're going to be like, no, we do listen. Yeah, when it benefits y'all. If I'm giving you a gem about something that you feel like you can learn from, a lot of the ladies won't listen. They're going to be like, oh, I, oh, word, I didn't know that. But the minute I'm just saying, man, you know, I've been feeling real depressed lately, man, because, you know, when I was a kid... <laughs> Yeah, I, I you hope you. I hope you road. feel better. I hope you can figure that out. They can't give you. <laughs> they can't. Do, they can't do it. Yo, tell me a little bit more. How you like? What's making you feel that way? Like, let's talk about it. No, I hope you feel better. Ooh, that new Chanel bag just came out. You want to know how much that is? That shit is like four thousand. Shut the fuck up. I don't care about no fucking Chanel bag, dogs. Like, we not. We don't care. <laughs> I don't, son. You might have cut America's meat. That's what the fuck I, <laughs> I think about that shit. Like I don't give a fuck about a Chanel bag oh, when I just shit. when I just told you that I'm feeling crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, nah. Distinguish. Do you have anything about the young lady that was talking about how she feels like women are really selfish when it comes? To it always having to be about men catering to their emotional needs, but when it comes to niggas, let a nigga be emotional, and shorties ain't trying to hear that shit. Yeah, I definitely saw that clip, and for me personally, I feel like I do a lot of reflective spoken word when I am in my feelings a lot. I feel like between last year and this year, I've been exploring a little bit with different types of uh, themes and concepts and playing with things that uh, I don't really talk about, whether I agree with the shit or not. However, I just I just tend to put how I really feel in the poetry in terms of real life every day. I mean, I'm blessed to have a partner and have had partners in the past where at least at least my last three partners where it didn't feel like I was, quote unquote, always talking about 
my day or what's going on. Because for me personally, I feel like I've always been the person that I always have a lot of shit going on anyway. So whether it's good or bad, you know, if you dating me, it's going to be a lot of shit anyway. So I try not to get into it as much because I'm just like, the way that I see shit, I mean, even for, you know, the three of us, I'm pretty sure a fucking regular day in the life of fucking D-Flow is not a, is, is not a walk in Central Park. That shit is probably a fucking um, a hike on the safari. Um, that, 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 that shit is going to take some time because it's anything from talking to a client of an artist that he's making a beat for all the way to you know, what type of dumb shit his son probably got into trouble for school about. But he's a growing boy, so the shit is going to happen anyway. So it's, he got to put on a dad hat, then he might have to put on a husband hat. In the same breath, he got to put on a fucking producer hat. He might have to tell a client, unfortunately, I lost the whole fucking project. We pray that shit never happens. We do not speak that on D-Flow's life. But, yo, shit be happening. So shit crazy. And when you are the point person, like, all of us on this show are like I try to tell people it's not just poetry and you know we hosting a show or I'm doing a wedding now sometimes and XAB could attest to this and D Flo could probably attest to this all three of us somebody just randomly talking to you and they're trying to get information from you that you probably got money off of but because you don't want to indirectly piss this person off because you don't know where the dynamic of the questions is really coming from. You kind of give them some information on what it is that they probably should be paying you for. But at the same time, why the fuck you asking me that question? You sh- we're not even that close. We're not on that type of time. But we be helping people because we be trying to get the blessings to come back. Or we just be trying to help them so that they could the, so that they could get the fuck out of our face. For example, today, a random white dude was asking people for money when I was on break and where we were, we were standing outside of a storefront that you order the food and, and you eat the food right there. So it was kind of like one of them uh, shops that uh, the pizza uh, guys we have in the city where you just order the pizza and you eat it right there. And the white guys that he asked, nobody wanted to give him money. So I literally had six singles in my pocket. I just gave him all the money in my pocket and he almost was like on the verge of like a breakdown. And I was just like, I didn't really feel it, and this was the first time in a long time where I, I gave somebody money, and I didn't feel like, damn, like, the blessing going to come back. No, I, I just gave him the money, D-Flow, so he could get the fuck out of my face. I'm trying to eat. You see me chewing food, drinking juice. Why the fuck? Bro, get the fuck. Take this money and get the fuck out of my face. And that's how I be feeling sometimes when I, you know, do certain, you know, I'm probably telling myself a little bit, but... When people ask me for certain shit, sometimes I'm not even really doing it to be nice, distinguished, or, you know, thanks, Malek. No, I'm doing it so you can leave me the fuck alone forever. Take this information. Take this email. Take Stop. I don't want to fuck with you like that. I, I don't. Get the fuck out of my face. Leave me alone. I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so good. I'm so good. Just say no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah but sometimes saying no might make you come off as a whole nother person when you really don't want to say no and you don't really want to say yes you just kind of want the shit to be over with almost ended my whole career over this shit (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) yo that's how it be uh so to answer the question fully 
I don't really die. I try not to divulge in my day to me personally because there's always some shit happening. And then plus, there be shit happening that I'd be like, this shit not even relevant to bring up. So I just don't bring it up, you know? I, I, I just don't. You know, the other day I was having a conversation with, actually yesterday I was having a conversation with um, a young lady that I've known for a long time. And I was basically talking in riddles. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, certain shit that I'd be wanting to say to people or even say to you directly, probably wouldn't say it. And she was like, why? And I'm like, it makes no sense because that's either a conversation that I probably shouldn't even shouldn't even be having thoughts to have with you. And then that's also a conversation that I really don't want to have. So it's better that I, I just leave it unsaid. And then she goes, well, this is actually more intriguing now. And I'm like, no, you really don't want to go there. We should not go like <laughs> we we should not we should not go to that conversation. And so and we should just leave it like this. And then hence it prompted me to write what I wrote on Facebook yesterday. Like some conversations, you know, it's you should probably just leave that shit alone. Like there's a lot of shit that I've done or think about that I'm probably going to just die with it. And some people didn't agree with that on my page. Like, nah, if that's somebody that you really fuck with, you should tell them. Nah, certain shit I'm not gonna tell my niggas. I'm Probably gonna leave that shit alone. This nigga always you might, you talking about might hear about it when I die, but am I gonna say it? Nah, I'm gonna leave that shit alone. You're always talking yeah, about trying to but fuck somebody. The shit might not go right. But one of one of the the, the point of the, the the question though, bro, is just more along the lines of a lot of times when we do want to have those conversations with our partners, it's not as easy because when we do start to have the conversation, you get that feeling of that person just isn't paying attention. Or honestly, they just don't care. And women I'm, care more about when you listen to their proud. This is just me, generally speaking, because I feel like when my like I, I, I watch my parents a lot have conversations, and I'd be like, in my mind, the way I be hearing it, I'd be like, I think my mom is listening more than my dad is listening to him. That's how I felt my whole life. That's how I felt my whole life. That's how I still feel. And I'm fucking grown-ass man now. That's how I still feel. What I'll say is this. So I know there's certain stuff my father, there's certain stuff my father doesn't even like to talk about because he feels like nobody's not even listening. And I be saying in my head, like, I would hate to be in a situation where you married, quote-unquote, your best friend or you married your wife and you can't even come to your partner to talk about certain stuff because you feel like it's not even going to fucking matter because you feel like they're not even really going to listen. So it's not the fact that what you want to talk about doesn't matter. The real root of the issue is they're not going to listen. They heard you. They're not listening to you. That's really what the fuck this whole thing boils down to. It's not about is worth... It's not about... What it is that you have is, quote, unquote, worth talking about. It's is it on their end worth listening to? Are you worth the listen? You might be worth the money. You might be worth the dick to them. You might be worth the shelter that you provide. You might be worth the fatherhood that you have for the children. Maybe you're not worth the listen. And that's where we at with it. What I'll say is this. It feels so fucking good when a woman does take the time. To listen to you and I have been blessed in recent months to meet a bunch of women 
that actually take the time they take the time to have deeper intellectual conversations about so many different things and not only speak in a way where they are like conversing and they're giving their message across but they're fucking listening shout out to naomi saika nisi and ziana because those women have taken the time to listen during dialects and conversations give opinions not hear what they want to hear because there's a lot of times where i'm conversing with with a woman in particular and they're hearing what they want to hear i have to keep clarifying what i'm saying i have to keep saying no that's not what i said i have to keep saying well i understand that's maybe what you got from it but this is the intention and a lot of that has to do with in this fucking era where people try to make it seem like it's your fault for them not understanding what the fuck you're saying no you're not comprehending either a because you're not listening b you don't want to hear what the fuck i have to say or c you want to transform what I'm saying into a different argument because that argument is easier for you to attack. Whether we're, we're in an actual argument or a conversation, a lot of times it's been my experience that if I'm talking with a woman, because this doesn't happen as much with men. Like when I'm talking to my homeboys and I say something one way and I'm like, no, that's not what I said. I only have to say that maybe once or twice and they'd be like, oh, all right, I get where you're coming from now. When, I, when I'm having certain disagreements or deeper conversations with women is like you're changing my word what the fuck are you hearing i didn't say that i, I a prime example they ain't hearing nothing bro prime example other day i'm having a conversation with one of my friends and we're talking about drake and she's like isn't drake known for fucking with underage women and i said wait what I said, yo. I said Drake is not known for fucking with underage women. I said Drake. There were a couple of articles that came out when Billie Eilish first hit the scene, and Drake um was texting her and telling her, you know, like he thought her music was dope or whatever, and encouraging her. And she wrote about it in a magazine, and then people went to the magazine and said, or they wrote about that in the magazine, and people went to the magazine and said, why is Drake? talking to a 18-year-old girl or a 17-year-old girl. And then the same thing happened with the Sheesh. the chick from Stranger Things where Drake was texting her and saying, yo, you're doing a really great job. Like, I'm so proud of you, da-da-da-da. And then she was like, yeah, but he also dated that model chick that was, like, 18. And I was like, yeah, that was a thing. I don't know if they necessarily dated. I do know that the blog said that they dated um, but either way, you said underage. 18 is not underage. 18 is an adult in the eyes of the law. We can only go by the eyes of the law in that particular instance. I can't go by what your moral compass is, my moral compass is, or D-Flo's moral compass, because we could all have different ages as to what we think the lowest we should date is. I could think it's 25. Distinguished could think... It's uh 30. D-Flow could be like, nah, nigga, it's 21. It's all going to vary. So we can't just be on, well, nah, it's underage because he's dating someone. He shouldn't be dating less than 25 years old at whatever age he was when he was dating that chick. I don't, I can't go by that. All I can go by is the letter of the law 
And the letter of the law in the United States, in most states, is 18. You're, you're of age at 18 to make autonomous decisions about who you want to sleep with. Without Shit, Some states is fucking 17. Some states is 16. But... Show, God. I, I, I don't judge. I don't know. I don't judge I don't nobody. Know. I try not to judge niggas or women, men or women, because women do it too, about, you know, stature of, you know, dating people and what age works for them. Listen, if you happy. took me to fuck If out. you're consensual, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with under 18, but 18 and over, man, do you, man? Like, as long as they're consenting and you're not blindly manipulating them, I'm cool with it. Do what you gotta do, man. I mean, I ain't my, judge nobody based on that. My thing is, is I have my own personal morals about it, right? Like I have my own personal feelings. I do feel like sometimes with a large enough age gap, there are the the possibility in the realm of your experience outweighing theirs to a degree where you kind of may be able to move the relationship in your favor. It exists. But I also, I, I, we also got to come stop being in the mindset that just because something exists, that means it, it will be. Like, just because if a 30-year-old a is dating someone who's 21 or something like that, yeah, there's an age gap there. And because of that, there's experience that that 30-year-old has that that 21-year-old doesn't have. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that 30-year-old is going to use that experience in a negative way or in a way <laughs> that is going to manipulate said young person now for me that age gap is big enough that there's going to be less of an attraction i'm not going to be attracted to nobody under a certain age you know what I'm you saying? you know what's wild about it too bro and i was thinking about this shit the other day i'm like you nowadays you could be 30 and date a 21 year old and still have very similar very, very experience similar similar experiences like nigga you could be 30 and you're into anime and that 21 year old is into anime too and y'all still have a blast. The difference is ma- the maturity level will most likely show at some point in time. The maturity, yeah, for sure. The maturity level, how y'all deal with certain situations will definitely show. And it isn't until you get older that you realize that a 21-year-old or whatever old year, however old, the way they internalize and the way they respond to things is going to be way different than someone who is above, who's 25 and up. Like, someone who's 25 and up still ain't going to respond to it the same way a 30-year-old will, but is way better. And I personally don't see an issue between, like, a 25-year-old and a 30-year-old dating. But, um, yeah, I think I think that sometimes people just, they they, women, when you're having certain conversations, because of whatever mindset they're in or whatever they think about men... It goes back to our other conversation about men being shit. You'll be saying something and they assume you're coming from a place that you're not. And then it's like they're not listening. And I think sometimes maybe that's it. And I think other times it's just maybe the listening factor just does not kick in because it's like a lot of times what's being taught is men don't care if you listen. It's just about action. What do you do for a man? Do you cook? Do you clean? Do you fuck? And that's not really it man actually do want to be listened to facts so before again we're about to talk about karen and then we'll get out of here we had a couple other things on here but we'll save that um we'll talk about little Nas x's album too a little bit i guess um so y'all been seeing them them fucking 
some sensual massages? Dub. Of course. All dubs. Yeah, yeah. Dub streets going down dub lane around dub corner. That shit, that shit is transforming into a whole nother thing right now. It's transforming. Would you let your girl do that? Like if you was with somebody, would you let them would you gift them that? Would she let me go yeah, get my because... dick rub at night? <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? She ain't gonna I let would. you go. Would she let you go get a fucking thigh massage? And a shorty rubbing up down your thighs, rubbing on your fucking gooch. <laughs> the fuck is we talking about right now, bro? Am I am I gonna let I, my girl? I plead the, the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. My life is crazy. I plead the fifth. Yeah, Yo, you going you gonna have some harsh experiences, bro. I'm gonna pray for you tonight, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you, son. I plead the fifth. Yeah, for me this is a little bit uh, much. I ain't gonna hold you. I try to be mad liberal about shit like this, but I'm like, I saw one where the nigga was sucking on Shorty's finger. And then one of my homegirls, Naomi. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't even see that one. Damn. My homegirl, Naomi, the one I just shouted out. She was like, "Yeah, but he's just getting it ready for you for when she leaves." Bullshit! Come on, son. She now, now you hot. Now she was like, "Now the girl is hot and bothered, and now she's ready to go home." And she's and deal no, with you. she's gonna fuck the masseuse. <laughs> That's who she's about to. Fuck. She's about to fuck that nigga named you know Jesus what? the third. The third, nigga. Me, not let, Jesus the second. Or let the, me, the third. Let me, let me ask this because I guess this is like <laughs> the equivalent of, or close enough equivalent of what shorties would debate a man on with the, the strip reality club? of needing to go to the strip club. So I, I guess it to when that it comes too. down to this principle of it, if if you're not comfortable with your shorty doing that, then your shorty shouldn't be comfortable with you getting a lap dance at a strip club. Strip club, true. time out. Whoa, strip club different, bro. Strip club got rules. Okay, you can't just be doing Nigga, these niggas got certain rules shit too. with these strippers. I'm, I'm assuming nah, nah, nah. there's some slight rules. With I'm them assuming. Shit. I'm assuming there's slight rules with these niggas. But let's be honest, bro. And this, we about to have a real podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> Let's cut it the fuck out, XAB. Let's cut it out, D-Flow. These niggas that we see, hold up. Hold the phone. These niggas that we see online doing these massages with these beautiful fucking women. Let's be honest, fellas. Let's really be honest. We do not look like these niggas. Wait, wait, wait. We what, what, don't what look built about? like these niggas. What are you talking about? We probably don't even know how to massage our girl yeah. like these niggas. Speak for yourself, you're sure, sir. You sure ain't <laughs> built like these strippers either, my nigga? She time ain't out, dropping time out the out. top Whoa. of the pole, about to do a spin on the out, dance nigga. floor. Speak she for yourself, her sir. Hands, twerking her Gucci right. in your face, nigga. No. Like, Whoa, I got you. I, I got you. I, I got you. I got you, brother. But here's the comeback. Here's the comeback. You ready? You ready? The strip club for men is a sex simulation where men pay for to get that experience, this fantasy, and all of that shit. Women getting these massages by these men, my personal opinion if I'm built like half of these, because it's a lot of these niggas. And if they were smart on a business end, if y'all niggas was smart, you would probably all come together and do some type of real like business and really try to capitalize. That's just his business thinking to me. But it's another conversation for another day. But the niggas that are doing this with these women, 
My opinion, it could probably be the same thing for the men going to the strip club. Women are looking at this as an opportunity to low-key leave the relationship without having to feel like they're cheating. If they can get as close to doing that, then that's probably... Because they want to feel some type of sensuality that they're probably not feeling for their man. And these chicks I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, D-Flow. The other big distinction between men going to the strip club and the men massaging these women... There's a group of men going to see multiple women at a strip club. Your girl is going to one nigger getting a massage. All right. Let me let me just nigga, clarify there's something. The, real there's quick. the there's if the private the room, says, my nigga. Hey, I don't care if you go to the strip club, but no lap dances. No boom boom room. <laughs> no private lap dances, nigga. You wanna go throw your money from a little distance, nigga? That's on you. But no lap dances. Absolutely fucking not. You're not at a strip club then. No, nah, then, then we club. can't. We, it's not the same, bro. First of all, half, I, I ain't gonna hold you. Half these shorties doing these masseuses ain't got no fucking back problems. They ain't got no. They don't need to be stressed I know. that type I of know. way. Fuck you doing a masseuse in a thong. You getting massages oh, in a thong it's called now. A that sen- nigga flipping you upside down. It's called a oh. sensual massage That's a oh. on purpose. Oh, it's a sensual massage because it's giving the, the form, it's giving a form of intimacy without getting into yeah. That's that's supposed to without be without getting to that point. And personally, <laughs> me personally, I'm I'm about to say some wild shit. If I was these niggas, I wouldn't give a fuck about other niggas' feelings because I know I know deep down inside, I'ma always they have one. Care, nigga. I'm I'ma have one shit over you forever. First of you, all, my nigga, that could be that could be that could be your baby mama, that could be your wife. That could be the See, person that, that you would was, be the you only reason why I years. wouldn't want my girl to do it. I don't want no other bro, nigga being able to say, I'm going to massage the shit out of your bitch. I'm going to let you finish. When your girl no comes, right, when your girl comes to my massage masseuse therapy. That's my girl. In my, fuck, in my fucking bedroom. <laughs> my bitch now, boy. <laughs> I'm literally looking at her like, that's my girl. If I want her look at me to wear a fuck right. look at me I look, look at me if I I'm want her now. to wear a thong if I want her to wear high heels 6 inch if I want her to wear nothing <laughs> not 6 inch she is going to, she's literally going to treat me like the strip club whatever I say I want she's going to make it rain in my cash app my Venmo my PayPal whatever and then and then if she's actually with the shits I just might get a fucking happy ending because I did something for her that her nigga will never do. Listen, Why bro. the fuck should I even send her back to her nigga? I shouldn't even send her back to her. My she should probably just be here with me. She couldn't convince me to go to that shit. She couldn't. You couldn't convince me. You want to go to that shit? I bet. I'm going to see you What type later. of insecurity do you have? What type of insecurity you know, do you nigga, have? I don't need a fucking insecurity for that, bro. I'm good. I don't need a fucking insecurity. What type of bro, douche, your girl, what type of goofy bro. ass nigga am I, bro, to let my girl walk out this fucking house to get a sensual massage with a goofy next nigga in her thong? I have to bro. be the goof troop of the day. Bro, you about to go to the strip club and make it rain. You about to go to the strip club. You about to go to the strip club and make it rain. I'm you cool about to with slap that. ass. 
You about to slap nah. a lot of ass. If my if I, if, if my shorty if I if my shorty came to me be like, I want to go get a sensual massage, and I'm like, bitch, you crazy? And she's like, well, if I can't do that, you can't go to the strip club. I'm gonna be like, hey, no, but she hey. gonna say she let you go to the strip club. She and I'm gonna say, be like, hey, I ain't gonna touch none of these bitches at the strip club no more. If that's the stipulation oh, we gotta come to, I'm good with that. I am per- because I know. Listen, listen, nigga, listen, we all listen, know nigga. what happened in this fucking strip club with these lap dancers, nigga. My nigga, I ain't going in to get a we, lap dance and be like, "Oh, you look very cute tonight." Well, oh my God. I, I yes, do baby that, girl. Nigga, I do that. About to get hard. <laughs> the fuck but, is we right. talking about, nigga? Buddy, we know what's right. happening be hard. when we I get these lap dances. I just be enjoying the lap dance. Right, right. I just be enjoying the shit. Nigga, shut the fuck up. You know goddamn well. Listen, you know goddamn well. I'm telling you the truth. flow. You know different niggas. First of all, I personally feel like the the strip club, <laughs> um, drinking, like drinking above what it is that you're supposed to really be drinking. Like some niggas just can't handle their drink. And also like having the adrenaline rush when you're upset. Those three factors and cheating, those bring out a different type of nigga. That I feel like exposes the real person. So if we really trying to talk right now on the podcast, because the listeners really, is probably laughing their ass off listen, right now, we but talk. niggas is dead I'm ass serious. <laughs> you go to you go to the strip club right now, D Flow. Mm. You go to the strip club right now. Distinguish uh-huh. in a bag. There's a there's a lot of niggas that will fucking end. They will end their whole fucking marriage over a bitch, and not bitch in a way like she's a bitch, like a bad bitch in the strip club. That they only saw for 15 seconds on a pole. They're gonna end their 15 year marriage over a bad bitch that made it rain, that made them make it rain, and she's popping her ass and she's doing tricks. Meanwhile, you got a wife at home that has your beautiful kids, but you about to throw it all away over this chick that got your dick card in less than 15 seconds. And you know deep down inside, you know deep down inside, D Flow. Your wife probably don't do that no more. Let me ask you a she question, She don't give bro. you that centralization think, no more. You think Shorty ain't going to leave you if she was able to have an orgasm because a nigga rubbed her lower back the proper way? She is. She that, is. She's that out. That bitch was suspended two feet in the air, <laughs> and he held her. <laughs> and she he, rubbed, he rubbed that lower back <laughs> right, I can't boy. take this nigga serious. He rubbed it right. Her pussy got so wet. She didn't so if you to upset, you gotta learn how to do it. That's what I. If you upset, all I you gotta learn how to do it. Niggas need to learn how to. Because I massage my chicks. That's I it. You, you gotta learn how to do it. Distinguish what's talking about. You, but yeah, not like that. that. No, I, not I, not I can do that though. I can do that. Basis, nigga. I can do that, my nigga. Cracks hand. Bitch is about to go down. Get, get the fucking baby oil. Y'all niggas wanna go to a class together? Cause we could do that. Yeah, let, let, let's go. Let's do let's that. Go. Cause then we could we could flip that story and be like, oh, you want that type of rap? Cool. Say that. I want you to go learn this stripping. This this strip. Say go to that. take the strip school class then. <laughs> Fuck out. Say here. that. We, we could play this two ways, nigga. This is a two way fucking street. <laughs> you want to go to some fucking? Se- I'll take the fucking class. Yo. But you could go learn to go. Nigga, fucking strip I will go to too. fucking Instagram University right now and learn all fifty two of that nigga's moves. He got 52 yeah, nah, moves yo, in the repertoire. I need them splits. I need the cheats clapping. I need All everything. That. I need 
we we gotta play this the same way. We 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 was, we ain't we we just talked about being fair nigga, in the fucking feelings. We ain't gonna talk about being fair in the fucking physical part of it. Nigga, you I will go, go get a yeah, central but, massage, but, but I grab a fucking. I'm grabbing an iron board right now to lay you on. Listen, <laughs> 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 surfboard all that shit. Fuck we talking for us, about? for us to close this out, this segment. This is what the fuck all of us really need to think about. This is some serious shit to think about. Think about all the times you did not think about the possibility of your chick leaving you. And then one day, one day on the news feed, you see a nigga that gives you the impression that if she ever met this nigga and he said, you know, I'm, I'm having a, a free massage party. I'm just trying to launch my business. She might take it. And if she takes it, if you don't think for a split second that she is going to enjoy it, not the fact that her going, because she could go and he could give a he could give her a trash ass massage. If that nigga gives her the massage of her life, and you was already feeling a certain way of her going, you your 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 situation was already in trouble before she left the house. It was already in jeopardy. Yeah, but. I can't, you can't, sorry to, sorry to rebut, but you can't live life based on that. There's always going to be a show that will suck your dick better, that will ride your dick better, that will fuck you better. So if I have to live on the notion. You will only know that, you will only know that if you actually engage in the act. It's the only way you could think that. There's the only way you're going to know is if you do it. That's bro. It's a hard, you ain't, Listen, you ain't missing stroke a lot, nigga. You ain't the best nigga with the stroke out there. There's always going to be a nigga. Definitely not. I lost that, that shit has, at 23, nigga. There's, there's, there's a lot oh. of niggas out there that's going to get out there and hit the spot within the spot within the spot spot. Fact. And have her gushing like waterfalls, nigga. Like, there's always going to be a nigga right. out there. The point and of that's the why problem, we have maca powder, and that's why we have fucking uh, Red Bull nigga, that and Magnum and all that shit and Mandingo. That ain't going to do shit got, uh, uh, against the Mandingo. We talking about the Mandingo. That's how The Mandingo. Right. We talking well, about yeah. the nigga that, that will hit the G spot the minute he slides in. Listen, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, I'm not... Listen, if you're single and you want to go get a central massage, live your life, baby girl. Now, nah, if you married and you want to get it, live your life too, baby girl. Now, nah, if it. you married and you want to get it, just know that comes with issues. And I wouldn't, I would, my shorty comes to tell me that, I'll be like, what, what are you trying to say? Listen, everybody going to have their own little setup, you know what I mean, in their relationship. But what I would say is, y'all niggas was talking about, I don't, the thing, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. The, the strip, if you go into the, the single room, the boom, boom room, for them 45-minute lap dances, that is very similar to this shit. And Listen, the most I've done in a strip club, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 on the show. I've done a lot of wild shit at, at the strip club. X has seen me slap her ass so much that the girl started slapping my fucking ass like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, i definitely been in a strip club, and I definitely sucked on some titties. So I definitely know what goes on at Boom Boom. Well, I definitely done. I'm not going to say the rest of it. We got to leave that shit for Patreon. Yeah, well, I definitely I did mean, some wild shit in the strip club. Th- but yeah. you were single at the time. You wasn't in a relationship. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I'm going oh. <laughs> I'm to I'm try, try a true thing. I'm going to see if this person is going to answer. Let me see. <laughs> this nigga. All I'm saying, if I go to the strip club, nigga, I'll keep my hands in the, my pocket, boy. I'm just observing <laughs> at that point. This nigga distinguishes all the fuck I'm about to do. Is wilding the fuck out. I'm going to observe by the exit at that. <laughs> Stand right next to the door. Oh, that's nice. It's very nice. This person is not expecting me to call, so I don't think they're going to answer. Hello? 
Naomi, you're on dad hats and bow ties right now. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> are you are you busy at the moment? I know you not. You no, know I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So first of all, Naomi, I shouted you out earlier for being one of the women in my life that I really appreciate for listening and in our conversations and the amazing conversations that we have. Now, me and the fellas are talking about the sensual massages. Okay. Hello. Oh man. Hello. Okay. So so can you talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the sensual massage? Because D Flow, he's married. D Flow's like, fuck out of here. We're not doing that. Distinguished thinks that the sensual massages are different than when you do the the strip club and you go into the boom boom room where it's just you and the stripper. He thinks those two things are different. I think they're similar. So what are your thoughts? Same fucking thing. Okay, so so I'm going to speak from, because I'm also married, and from a married woman's perspective, so say, for instance, I were to book a session for my husband, is that what you're saying, or for you. book it for myself? No, for you. Me, yeah, for you. me? Okay. You. So I think that, I think it's a great idea. Here's why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, man. Hey, Naomi, I yes, girl. Let that nigga rub your ass. Let that nigga rub your ass. Come on. Listen, I have I have a criteria. I have a checklist. First of all, you have to be incredibly professional. This has to be a licensed masseuse. This cannot be, you know, Tyrone from the block. Like, it has to be somebody that actually has an education in body massaging and actually, you know, takes pride in their work. Mm-hmm. So that is there. Now... I will say, He's going to take pride in that apartment. You, you feel me? He definitely <laughs> going to do that. Yes. But um, I, I do think that it is a, a modality that is underappreciated, um, sensual touch. It gets you ready for your mate, pretty much. Like, you know, when a session is booked and you're able to book <laughs> it with a gentleman, um, the way that it's being marketed on the internet is a bit sensationalized, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think that women are actually in G-strings doing it. But, like, if you can be in, like, you know, regular t- attire as you would if you were to go to, like, a reputable spa, mm-hmm. um, a public spa, then I think that it's a great idea. It gets you marinated and, um, you know, ready for your mate. And I think that if a woman were to indulge in it, especially somebody that is involved, I think they would appreciate their mate even more after the session because they're like, damn, like, he's confident enough you know, to book something like this for me and knowing that one, it's just going to stay there. And two, you know, when I'm done, I'm going home to him. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be certainly ready (laughs) for him after that to thank him for the massage. So do you feel like it has a lot to do with trust? Like if, if you Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It has to do with hold trust. On, hold, hold, hold on, Naomi. Let me Naomi, ask you a do you really think your husband is gonna book that? You think your husband's gonna book that wait, 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 no. wait, 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 and you're well marinated for your husband, and it's trash. It's trash. Oh God! Wait. Oh God! No. It's Are you going back to the masseuse trash. after that? Are you going? No. Hell no. What, what is the criteria at that point? No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. You know, it's an off day. You know, he had a long day at work. 
Oh gosh, no, 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 no. Because I, I know a gentleman or a man that knows that his, you know, lady is in that session, they're going to be hot and ready for them as well. They're going to be like, oh, you think he's got something for you? Well, listen, this is what I'm going to put on you. And you probably see your man in rare form. Fellas, you're going to have to beat your meat at least three times before this, before, before she come back. you got to go for 45 minutes after that. Because, you got to be prime, if bro. If she come back marinated and you slip in, that's five you seconds. That's yes. five, yeah, you got to drink a Magnum, no. take some ginseng. You got to be ready. You might have to rub some stones together for that. Oh, my God. Listen, I would... Some listen, numbing cream. Oh, God. Stop numbing cream? Oh, my God. So you don't bust listen. a nut. Oh, nah. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, hey, I, I respect I respect your opinion. I respect that you oh that you think God. it's a great idea. I do, I do. And I would and I would book one for my man. I would, as long as I know that Shorty's gonna be very, you know, she's professional and so forth and you know, I That's think nice. it's a great idea. I would wanna watch. How about that? Let nice. me watch. <laughs> I don't know why yeah, distinguished face like that. that. Level, level. He looked like he thinking about it. Like you going to do that shit in a couple months. Naomi, thank you so much. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for and calling. I'm so glad I picked up. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if she's going to pick up because she's not expecting me to call. I normally tell people I'm about to call them. But, um, no, it, it was great. Great timing. And I hope the episode is, gonna, is about to be lit. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to have you come on the show um, one, of the, oh, one of these nice. days. So yes. that'll be dope. You know, I'm available. Absolutely. You guys are doing great. Thank you so much. We're going to make Thank sure you. when we bring you in the office for the show, Naomi, we're going to make sure we have a masseuse massage therapist waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no problem. <laughs> Great. Okay. Later night. His name, his name will be Tyrone. Tyrone from the block. Tyrone from the block. <laughs> um, I, I, I really want to, I feel like I want to call Bree. I want to call Bree and ask her if she would think, if her man booked a massage, Oh man, would she think less of him? Yo, I'm going to do it. D-Flow, where the fuck did this episode go? <laughs> what the fuck? I ain't booking that shit. Bree, Bree, my love. Hi. Hey. So, Bree, um, yeah? you you are on the podcast really quickly. I I had to call you because you were the only opinion that I oh, I, I, I wanted this opinion from you. <laughs> so, all right. So you've seen the sensual massages, right? The, the masseuse. Oh, I love them. Yes. <laughs> all right. Oh, 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 oh. So, so. <laughs> so yeah, Bree, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh, so shit. if your man booked you that massage, <laughs> do you think less of him if he books it I, for you? He might be gay. <laughs> yo, Dang, yo, son. yo, 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 that's crazy. Yo, it's not about assumption. Well, I'm not going. I'm honestly, not going into that. Honestly, not. If if my man booked me that massage, I'm gonna assume he don't want to be with me, and he has another person, and he's just trying to get me to like some other shit so I can like him less. Like that's, that's you know, you're not gonna yo, think that he's doing it to get you hot and ready for for him afterwards. After you <laughs> done with the massage, you are gonna come and put it on him? Nigga, I put it on a nigga who gave me the massage. You dumb? Nah. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm talking yo, about, bro. It's suspicious, bro. I wouldn't fuck the man that was giving me the central massage. Like, that would not happen. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't be... I, he, I wouldn't be fucking him either. Like, why are you going to book me that? That's weird. 
So That's you, some weird shit. You would rather no. you, you would rather him learn the techniques and do it himself. I would rather just break up with that man. Golly. That's what I'm Damn. <laughs> That's one that of Damn. Damn. That nigga getting broken up over the man. air right now. Fuck. Huh? What what you I said that nigga getting broken up over the air right now. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Yeah, it's flipped. Crazy. Okay. If well, you're out there, it's over. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Don't do that shit again. Y'all, y'all got any I'm more... What you doing? <laughs> y'all, y'all booking... Who, the fuck, who would book that? That's crazy. So we were just talking with uh my other friend. Her friend is... My name... Her name... Well, we were just talking with Naomi, who was just on, and she said that... And she's married. She said that uh-huh. she wouldn't mind if if someone booked it for her um, because she would be ready for her man after it. So we wanted to see Yo. if there are varying opinions on it because of the three of us, we all got different opinions on the sensual massage as well. Like we all don't really, you know what I mean? So it's interesting. The only person that could book that massage for me, aside from myself, is my friend. Okay. And she was like, damn girl, you've been having a rough motherfucking week. I book your massage and I'm like, oh, you're so nice. Damn. And I go and it's like some wild shit. I'm like, this bitch is crazy. But I fuck with it. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> that is the only way it's happening. It's not happening no other way. I wouldn't even book that shit for myself. Because damn girl, your, you want to your, your you friend want? Brie. Huh? Brie, your friend is gonna book you a nigga that's six foot five. A former I NFL trainer. Friend, that nigga's built. Book, that nigga's built yep. like an ox. Yes, I would book that. That's for gonna my be the nigga that's taking care of you. Yeah, we can do that. I like okay. that. Okay, all right. All right, all right, all okay. right, Bree, relax. <laughs> Fuck. Getting, I mean, I'm booking it You're getting crazy. Right? You're getting face. crazy. Relax. It's Monday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was at the bar for like four hours on a Monday. I don't know. You know I don't want to hear all of that shit. All right, I'm thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I will. Matter of fact, we gonna talk later. I'll talk to you later, free later. I will listen to one ahead that shit nah, though. I will listen to one ahead nah, that nah, shit. What else nah. happened at the ball, Bree? You met an NFL nigga it's at the okay, ball, Bree. What's up? Dang it, it's okay. <laughs> later, Bree. I'll talk bye, to you later. Bye. Peace. Oh man. Oh man. I I love this feature. We this roadcast is great. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. So we about to get out of here, but. Let's talk about oh, Karen Civil. Let's let's talk about this situation. We've been I've been avoiding it because <clears throat> we met Karen Civil at BYOB uh, not too many years ago, and she right. seems like a nice lady. And I'm not discrediting what's going on because clearly there's a lot going on. But any one of y'all want to break it Spice. down for the listeners? Like what's happening? <clears throat> so shout out to uh, Jordan Lucas. Uh, very. Uh, I would say still up and coming. I don't feel like he's put out something that has solidified him in the rap game yet, but he's definitely put out some great content. Um, he basically uh, uh, sent out a series of tweets um, about him and uh, Karen Civil uh, doing business uh, several years back when he was, you know, still trying to cement himself in a game. Um, supposedly, he uh, gave her $60,000 um, to do some work for him. And unfortunately, uh, whatever it is that they agreed on didn't go as planned. Um, and he went on basically to say, and, and, and I quote, basically paint the picture that she basically is a fraud. Um, he was robbed and he said he had been waiting. Now, now it's important to, to note that when people do fucked up shit to you, if you've already gotten to a space where you're quote unquote past it, 
um, like you don't have to bring it up anymore because you're so um, you're so distantly removed from it, then maybe you should leave it alone. However, Jonah Lucas was like, no, fuck that. She did this shit in 2014. I was waiting a whole fucking seven years to finally let this shit go. So he been waiting to say this shit. So it turns out that he was not the only one that feels like he was robbed and wronged in a situation doing business with Karen Civil. A whole bunch of other people started to come out and say similar things um, in terms of business, as well as on 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 a um, on a clubhouse a screenshot post that was put on social um, on Instagram. One of the comments from that thread was her. Miss Diddy and a whole bunch of these uh, marketing media women do the same shit. They're a bunch of frauds and they lie to their clients. Oh, how do y'all how do y'all feel about it though? Because I'm a little conflicted. Like on one end, my fault. Uh, I wasn't talking fully into the mic, but um, on one end, I feel like Karen seems to have done something right to get her in the position that she's in and she does have trust Facts. of some of the bigger named artists she was able to talk to Kanye West and Drake during that time that they were beefing um things of that nature so she's respected in the industry but on the other side of it we all know how this industry is especially when certain people are on certain levels i'll never forget and i'll talk more specifically later on but i'll never forget coming up in the music industry and the people that are slightly above you always try to take advantage of you and fuck it we gonna uh, let's talk about when we started glasses and bow ties and i'll never forget there was an engineer that i met um through one of the spaces that we frequented often um shout out to engine room and we met this particular engineer and he was known for working with artists and bigger names than us. Obviously, we were just getting started. And he was like, yo, I really fuck with what y'all doing. Like, I really like what's happening. And I was like, all right, dope. And he was like, nah, for real. Like, if you ever need some mixing, you know, I've mixed for da-da-da-da-da. I can do it for you. And I really want to get this project to pristine levels. And I was like, oh, shit. And at the time, D-Flow was mixing as well, but D-Flow was more so like, yo, I know there's certain areas that I can do better, so, you know what I mean, let homeboy do a little mix on it and let's see if I can get something better than that or if he's getting a certain sound, then we work with that. We'll go with that. And I was like, all right, cool. And I'll never forget, I think the first round, he he asked for a certain amount of money. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Gave him the bread. Everything was cool. Then... I think there was some changes where he fucked up. It wasn't that I fucked up or, or we fucked up. It was he fucked up. And it was like, hey, we're, we're hearing this sound. We need this. And I, I don't remember where it went left, but somewhere down the line, he was like, yo, so if you want me to do this, it's this amount more. And I was like. Yeah, the shit, the, 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 the shit basically kept changing. And that had niggas in the rut like. Yo, we just spent X amount of dollars not just to pay this man, but we spent X amount of dollars to pay for the studio. There was definitely one day in particular that I remember where I brought my nieces and nephews and we all was doing a particular... Actually, that day too, X and I, we bought a couple of artists to do tracks, um, features with us as well. 
And I think that particular studio session was like maybe seven or eight hours. We was in that studio for hours. And the money kept changing at the end of every fucking session. And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck we paying for at this point. Because, nigga, either we getting had or we getting had. Because we <laughs> don't have money like that. Like, we, we didn't have money like that, especially at that fucking time. And we was, like, really just starting out. And, of course, he didn't know that we had an engineer under our belt. Like, we had someone we was working with. So we sending sounds and Flo was like, my nigga, I could have gave you that sound. Like, what is this guy yeah. doing? He's not doing nothing or special. Or D-Flow is listening. Or D-Flow is listening to shit. He's like, yo, shit is actually missing. Like, shit is shit is not even placed properly. What, what the fuck happened? So when I finally had that hard conversation with him, like, yo, my nigga, stop fucking playing with us. Like, do your job. And and that's that. You know, he did it. He, he shored up whatever. And then we had some time. But how I knew the nigga was taking advantage of, years later, we, we got back in contact. And he was like, Yo, I'm not even going to hold you. I don't know. I was in a weird space back then. You know, I know that things were a little weird, but if y'all want, like, if y'all still working on that project, I will mix that shit and get it all where it needs to get now. And this was like two, three years ago that I spoke to him and he was like, yo, I would, I would, I would, you know, do what I need to do free of charge. No extra shit. No funny shit. Um, just, you know, let me know. And give me whatever stems and I'll do whatever I need to do. And that's how I knew it was like, yo, you saw two young people eager, willing, and excited about the music industry. And you was like, I could get them for every penny that they got. And a lot of niggas, I think Joyner Lucas fell victim to that. I I do feel like Karen might have told him because there's, there's, there's other people where they will tell you like, yo, don't worry about it. Yo, I can get you in touch with this A&R. The A&R is a fucking intern at Interscope. They're not a real A&R. They're not working for Interscope. They're, they're interning in the <clears throat> A&R office. I can get, right. get you that meeting, and you know what I mean? It's only it's 10 bands. 10 bands. Just, that's it. <clears throat> so let, let, me, let me just say this, right? Industry brokers are a real thing. There's a lot of industry brokers out there that go around and pitch the pitch the possibility of getting you into the doors with certain people like their sole job is to leverage their connections the thing is with that is that a lot of industry brokers will feed it to artists that they know have no chance of actually making progress so they might run into an artist that you know isn't going to really move things the proper way or at least not yet because sometimes artists takes time to really get to that point and tell them, hey, you know, give me this amount of bread and I'll make sure I get you this. I get you that. I get you that. And they probably would go out and leverage these things. But you can't predict what someone is going to like. Right. Right. You feel me? So I could be like, yo, I got mad connections. I could introduce you to da 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 Make sure you get in the building. Da, 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 da. You go and you play that song for label rep and the label rep is just like, nah, we ain't looking for that right now. Nah, that's cool. That's great. That's great. You know, now nah, I'm good. I'm going to pass on it. Now you're sitting there like, holy shit, like I was banking on you liking this shit. Or they might tell you, oh, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. I could get you I could get you in at, you know, I got a great connected Spotify. I'm going to make sure you get on, on this and that and that and that. And nothing happened. Oh, no, nah, no, Shaka Zulu. Like, yeah, 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 I, he, run, he runs Spotify. I know I'm like that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make sure you get plugged in. No, sir. 
that's not how this game works. If you have a hot song and it's working and you know that hot song is dope and you can leverage that hot song, then an industry broker would work in your favor. But a lot of times people don't do that. They hire industry broker because what? They think they got some dope songs and they want to they want someone to let them into the industry. But that's not really how the industry works. It's like we all know someone over at Interscope. That don't mean I could be like, yo, I could get you signed to Interscope tomorrow, my nigga. Give me 10 bands. I'm going to make sure you get signed. Nah, the best I could do is send it and ask for feedback. And that's, that's it. it. And and that person might be like, oh, this record is dope. That doesn't mean she's going to be like, yeah, fly him out to L.A. Let's get this meeting set up. Let's and I, tomorrow and, at 10 o'clock. And out of the 10 bands, I could give her five. And that's still and not might, going. She might take an actual meeting. She, but it's not. It's, it's meaningless. It's not a real meeting. I'll it's tell, not a real meeting. I'll yep. tell the listeners the, the gem that saved my life in the music industry in terms of saved my pockets a little bit more and saved my integrity. Someone told me when it comes to the music industry, you don't pay them, they're going to pay you. And what does that mean? When your song is hot and ready, just like the marinated vagina we just spoke about, when it's hot and ready, the industry is going to come to you. You won't have to go seek out a publicist. You won't have to go seek out a manager. You won't have to go seek out anybody. They're going to be running to you because they already see that you're worth something. When you're not worth anything, then you have to try and make yourself worth something. And a lot of times, how do people do that? Well, look at culture in general. Niggas will go and buy Gucci shoes to make themselves look more presentable, look more like they're worth money, but be sleeping on an air mattress. It's the same thing with the industry. Niggas will go out and try and buy a publicist for 10K, 30K, 60K to try and pop. And this is not Joyner Lucas because Joyner Lucas was working. So I'm not saying this in terms, but I'm saying in terms of the average nigga. Average nigga will go out and spend 10 bands on someone calling themselves a publicist that they seen in pictures with a couple of famous people because they are trying to get their song to somehow magically become hot. No, the song becomes hot, then the industry comes to the song. That's how it works most of the time. And there's there's industry plants, yes, like that that can be a thing too, but most of the time when we're talking about a song, a song is being worked, 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 and then it gets hot. And when it gets hot and the streets is calling for it, then you want to see D- then you're going to see DJs playing it. Because DJs want to seem like they still in with the streets. They don't want to seem too commercial. You're going to play in the hot song that just came out. Then the radio going to pick it up. Oh, shit. Yo, how the song coming out of New York City? Then the club start playing the shit. Yo, how the song in New York? Fuck that. Da-da-da-da. We going up. And now you got labels looking at it like, damn, this song right here is generating 2 million streams. That means that we missed out on $30,000. I let's get in, get on the phone with this nigga or this chick. Let's negotiate some things. We'll make the record bigger because it's already working. We see the sample size out of New York. It's already getting two million streams. So now we get this shit a little national. We're looking at a hundred million or or better within three weeks, which means that we're raking in about two mil, and we'll tell we'll give that nigga five hundred thou. And tell that nigga we about to change his life. He just got to sign this five-year deal, <laughs> which we're projecting to get $10 million off of, 
and we'll give the nigga a two point five million advance or the five five hundred k up front. Um, and boom, now now the record is hot. It's very rare that it's like a nigga off the street who just got bread can walk into an office and say, "I'm gonna pay you to sit down and listen to this song," and then the song blows. Very rare that that happens. Yeah, that that and that's hard to happen because at that point the label has to have so much faith that the song is going to do well that it actually... And it's funny because it doesn't happen in our hip-hop industry that often. It happens all the time in pop. All the time. Like, it's kind of interesting to me because these labels will sign a brand new act just because they got the talent and groom that and blow it up. Justin Bieber. It's like what you... Justin Bieber, you know, there's a there's mad of them out there, bro. There's mad pop artists that get that blow up and don't have nothing. They just, you know, they had the talent, or maybe they're popular on 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 social media for doing covers or or shit like that. But um, in the hip hop industry, it's not as common. A lot of times, the song has to already be hot. The artist has to already be building a buzz, and that's how the hip hop industry jumps and endorses it and keeps it pushing from there on out. But you know. You just gotta go with it, man. But you know, I don't. I wouldn't advise to pay for a publicist at this point in the game with the knowledge that I have. Don't go out getting a publicist. Don't go out go getting nothing until you have everything set up. Like literally, you already got a song that's doing decent. You don't gotta be crazy. You don't gotta have a crazy nah, buzz. You just gotta have numbers. But you're you gotta have some numbers and you gotta be set up. You gotta have all your puzzles in the right place already. So you can negotiate for yourself. You got to yep. be in a position where you can negotiate something. You can't walk in the door with nothing and expect to get everything. You're either going to get put into some wild deal where you're still going to be starving and they're not even really going to push your shit and they're just going to recoup and get a little bit better. And then that's that. If you go in the door with nothing, they're going to sit there and take everything they can from you. But when you walk in there with leverage, my nigga, I did 2.5 million streams on my own without y'all. What are y'all going to give me? That's going to make me say, all right, I'm going to stick with y'all and I'm going to do a, a five album deal or a two album deal. And we're going to work these numbers out. And I know you're going to be making 20 mil and I'm only going to see five of it. Like, what are we going to do? Because if you don't sit there and come through the door with something to be able to say, yeah, instead of this 80-20 this split, uh, we doing 50-50 or we doing 70-30 on my end. You gotta come through the door with something. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to negotiate really well to get a fifty fifty split. So you just gotta know what cards you're playing and what 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 you're about to get into because these labels they're all they're all trying to make their money, bro, and they'll try to get it any way possible. So for new artists coming up, put in the work, grind, be marketable, learn your fan base, grow with them. And when you have some, like you said, you have to have something to negotiate. You can't walk in a label and be like, hey, I'm hot. They're going to be like, well, what, nigga? Like, you got to go in there and be like, nah, I was able to do these amount of streams on my own. I know my fan base. I did a show the other day. I sold out, you know, so many tickets. Like, you got to have something for them to be like, oh, wow, if we scale this the proper way, this will be amazing. That's and that's right. just the reality of the situation. And again, don't don't pay. If, if your friend wants to be your manager for free, or for a little commission, if your friend wants to be your PR for free or a little commission, anything like that, cool. But don't go trying to buy services because it never works out. 
It never does. Bro, what's the what's the tough knot? Tough knot? I mean, shit. We talked about a lot on this goddamn show today. This show went in so many different directions. This shit was hilarious. I'm not even going to hold um, you. Tough knot, man, is just... Life is crazy. But just because life crazy don't mean you got to always act insane. Mm. Huh. What would dad say? Um... <clears throat> Dad would say that you have to live in a season of focusing on yourself sometimes. I think that that is an important thing. I think Sheesh. we have to get comfortable with just being with ourselves. A lot of times we're uncomfortable with that because we don't want to face what's really there. We don't want to face mm. the demon that is ourselves. I wrote that on a post the right. other day. We don't want to face the demon that is ourselves. Sometimes we don't want to face our thoughts, our guilt, our anger, our loneliness, our depression. And so we mask that by going to parties, being on the phone all day with people, uh, running out and hitting every club, doing all these things that just distract us from being able to sit with ourselves. And we got to get out of that. We didn't sat with ourselves for a year and a half, but a lot of us didn't sit with ourselves. A lot of us, the reason why a lot of people are coming out, and this is no shade, but the reason why a lot of us are coming out with different issues, anxieties, and other things is because we had we had to face those things that we've been running from, and we still ain't know how to do it. And so what I'll say is this. Intentionally sit yourself down. Take some time. I'm not saying cut the world off, but learn how to be with yourself. Sometimes you got to cut the world off, though. Sometimes you do, but for some people that may not, you know what I mean? I may not be the wave. I'm not, I don't want to advocate loneliness to the point where people, you know what I mean, doing some wild shit. What I am saying, though, is you got to learn how to be with yourself and not be with yourself and other people. And that's a tough thing. It's not always about depression or loneliness either. Sometimes you just, nigga, you got a, a business that you're trying to run. But because you, you're you afraid of just sitting your ass down and being like, all right, I'm going to have to crunch some numbers. I'm going to have to do the work. When somebody calls you and says, yo, let's hang out, you running to hang out. No, nigga, you got to sit and do that business. You and that business got a date. Not you and whoever the fuck is calling you. <laughs> you. You and that business got a date. Figure that shit out and get your shit together. And some people, and this is my last point, and I think this is a very important one. Some people are afraid of that success and that growth that's going to happen from them sitting with themselves and getting themselves to that next level. You're afraid to build that business and take that time to just sit and build that business because you know it's going to put you in another level where whatever you fucking with on this level can't come. And maybe your favorite girl is on this level. Well, you're going to have to leave her because she's not going to come with you to the next level. You being a $100,000 a year man with your own business ain't going to allow you to deal with Susie who is just worried about starting off and going to the club because now you you in another space in your life. You're going to be in different rooms. And you may want to bring her, but you may try. And she's going to fuck your shit up. So you realize you got to leave her where she was at. And a lot of people, I think, are afraid. And this goes, of course, for, for Jerome, too. Shout out to Jerome. 
But this goes for Jerome too. You gonna elevate, become a hundred thousand dollar woman with her own business, and you used to fucking with Jerome with the hole in his sock that comes over every now and then, gives you some good dick and leave. But as the hundred thousand dollar businesswoman, you realize that ain't working out. That ain't gonna work for you. And so a lot of us are just afraid that when we elevate ourselves, we gotta leave all this shit behind. And it's true. But there's more at the other end of the tunnel. Another episode of Dad Has Some Botox, fellas. Y'all take care.